in this world? Is the destiny of mankind controlled by some transcendental entity or law? Is it like the hand of God hovering above? At least it is true that Ryan, Steve, and Joey have no control, even over their own show. Welcome to No Guts, No Glory, the Berserk Podcast. Today on No Guts, No Glory, Volume 7, Chapters 46 through 51, Tombstone of Flame, One Snowy Night, and The Morning Departure. Yes. Hello. <laughs> Wowie Simo. This is a. Uh, as we say in this house, this one's going to be a beefy queefy, my friends. It's going to be very strong, very intense. Uh, and it's gonna it's gonna come from the guts. Oh, <laughs> Whoa. Whoa. <laughs> I always come from the guts because I am guts. <laughs> yeah. But I think of myself as berserk, <laughs> <laughs> sirloin. Yeah. <laughs> uh, Some people call me Jekyll and Hyde. I call me guts yeah. and berserk. <laughs> Yeah. Both modes are the same. Yep. Goblin mode. So, yeah, somehow uh, they're the same person. Yeah. Uh, welcome to No Guts No Glory. Go Guts, Go Glory. No Guts, No Glory, the Berserk Podcast, your oh, bi-weekly guts. Berserk podcast, where we uh, break down every single chilling chapter of Kentaro Mirasama's uh, magnum opus, dark fantasy epic Berserk, uh, first published in the late 1980s. 80s and still going strong now uh, reaching the end game sometime in the next 10 years uh, <laughs> according, according to the team uh running it in his uh posthumous uh stead so uh but yeah we are still very early on we are um uh kind of getting towards the end of the golden age arc and uh wow these is a quick a quick hit for me i had a lot of uh uh, emotional stuff happening today with me and uh, I'll get into the little, that a little bit but man did these chapters really they were quite poignant when I was reading them but uh, and I'll get into that later but uh, but yeah we you had to kill are, your stepmom <laughs> yes uh, and, Burn. I, and I was well I was shooting don't tell mom my stepmom's dad uh, right 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 the sequel to don't tell mom the babysitter's dad <laughs> <laughs> and that was part of the support for the new uh, Don't Wake Daddy game. Exactly. That's yes. relaunching. Yes. Yep. Sequel uh, to Don't Hop on Pop. Right. By Dr. <laughs> well, did you ever play the Don't Wake Daddy game? I still remember that stupid commercial. I don't yeah, know if I ever, ever played see the commercials for Don't no. Wake Daddy. It's it's Don't <laughs> Wake Daddy from Daddy. Mark Brothers. Uh, it was you moved around the house, right? And depending on which like square you landed on or whatever, there was a dad sleeping in like the board in the center had a bed with yeah. a dad in it. Uh -huh. And he had like a sleeping cap and whatever. And the goal was to like sneak through the house and do certain things without waking daddy up. Cause if you did, it would go ah! like it, he would get up and like his arms would splay out and it was yeah, like flipped up. Thing. Yeah. From a prone to <laughs> sitting position. Oh, I just played the in, in real life version of that. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> Yeah, he's about three handles deep of uh, Shmirnoff right now. I don't know if I up. Here comes the cane! Well, there, there's a lot of internet films about doing things and not waking daddy. So. 
<laughs> yeah, when he's had too much to drink at the dinner table or on the end of the couch during a movie. Right. And the stepmom yeah, just, yeah, not sleeping there. Definitely in front of my salad. <laughs> <laughs> now, there's an actual clip of that, by the way. I don't know if you guys have seen oh. that. Of like, it's like a porn, right? Uh-huh. <laughs> it just shows the clip of like lady who's just fucking eating a salad. And then and she looks over and she's like, like she, she, I don't know, some girl name. She's like, yeah. Stephanie, in front of my salad. <laughs> like, are you fucking your brother in front uh, of my salad? Well, because, yeah, that's one of the subgenres is the under the table, under the dinner table one too where which is like that i'm like probably on the dinner table, yeah if yeah. we're if <laughs> we're breaking sound. this down i i don't know how these people must be highly egocentric and able to just emotionally shut down because if your insert anyone is <laughs> sucking you off under the table and your parent is right next to you talking to you how are you supposed to be able to enjoy that? Because now well, you're that's the two far fetched. Yeah, <laughs> <laughs> these are girls like not. <laughs> no, I need to get yeah. to the bottom of this. Okay? <laughs> what is wrong with you people? Yeah, come on. <laughs> I mean, it's fine. Go fuck your sister in the other room, but do it in the right. privacy of the other room. Okay, leave right. your poor parents to have dinner. <laughs> you're the guy who comments below. He's like, "This is completely illogical. <laughs> Could not finish." <laughs> <laughs> like, uh, that would be funny because you know how in movies now, regular movies, non-porn movies, uh, they have intimacy coaches for like love scenes now because there was oh. a lot of Harvey Weinstein kind of stuff going on in the past. And a lot of the actors didn't feel safe or comfortable because sometimes the director, if he's a crazy director trying to get all this stuff out of him, he'd be like, he's like, yeah, just come on, just really put it in. And there's movies where apparently there's real sex happening, but mm-hmm. they don't, you don't know it. So it wasn't rated X or anything. Right. And yeah. so. Uh, but now they have intimacy coaches, but I could be an intimacy coach for porn movies. Oh, <laughs> <Right>. <laughs> a real Yes, exactly. <laughs> and make sure that only accurately depicted possible sex could be right. happening yes. the way I emotionally react. Breaking it. it down from a psychological standpoint right. as to how someone <laughs> should react. Yes. Centered around my needs and uh, <laughs> and repugnancies and stuff like that. <laughs> my repugnancies. Uh, I have a list of repugnancies for you. Um <laughs> But uh, anyway, welcome to this Berserk podcast, No Guts, No Glory. Uh, it is on every two Mondays. Uh, you can uh, chat with us here live as we record every two Mondays on twitch.tv slash Probing Ancient Aliens. Probing Ancient Aliens is Steve and my other podcast that we do uh, in the off weeks that we're not doing No Guts, No Glory. That is on its own podcast feed. Again, Probing Ancient Aliens. Look for the two-headed alien uh, caricature of me and Steve uh, uh, connected by a chest with three nipples so holding two probes but uh yeah we've done a couple hundred episodes of probing ancient aliens where we go over every episode of the show ancient aliens and history channel so very different show uh but same humor and tangents and uh also uh insightful insights (laughs) you were an insightful insight before son um yeah but uh Anyway, we are here thanks to the intro beautifully played by Ryan sitting right to my right, but I guess on your left on Twitch. So it's an Ooh. alternate reality. Uh, played violin. He played all three violins at once for the three layers of that song. Steve produced yep. it. He held the third violin. Um, yep, and I, uh, I am the Flash. So Ryan could the, play. Uh, <laughs> yeah, so Ryan could play with his um, Johnson on the third one. But uh, yeah. Uh, Ryan also congrats to Ryan. He was just telling me before the show 
he's going to be working at, so he got new jobs at music schools. So he's going to have a, a week full of work teaching young children. I don't know. How old are the, the students? The range? Uh, they, they, it's anything. I, I remember uh, teaching, I think it was. Hold like on. A, let me unzip. 40, 50. No, she was like probably 50 50s. year old yeah. students. I, oh, I so it's that. not kids. It's not like no. It's kid. no. It's like everything. It's oh, okay. kids. It's got it, got adults. It. It's middle of that and everything in between and uh, the middles and yeah. Sound like you guys need an intimacy coach. In that. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> need to discuss some repugnancies. <laughs> That's the smells, right? Repugnancies. Yeah, yeah, yeah. <laughs> Recurring pungency. And you can yeah. have a repugnant repugnancy yeah. as well, but. <laughs> It sounds like an Eminem. I'm, I'm into the repugnancy of it all, you know. Repugnancy, <laughs> not pat the pageantry of the pageantry of now. Yeah, yeah, it's yeah. like an Eminem song. <laughs> um, but uh, anyway, congrats to Ryan. Uh, you yeah, were just doing private lessons before. Not that yeah. I'm, I'm not doing just private lessons, but you're doing private lessons before, and now a professional teacher. So congrats yes. to you. Um, you can give us uh five star ratings over at spotify apple Podcasts, wherever you're listening to podcasts give us those five star ratings uh leave us nice reviews just like uh uh sog big boss did over <laughs> on spotify uh spotify is a little different you can give us the five star ratings which you should you can also respond to q a prompts which there's a default one that just says how'd you like this episode or whatever so that's kind of how the reviews work on spotify um and he wrote man these multi-week waits are such a struggle uh-huh. and he did the looking emoji at his own um quote there for the word struggle yes. uh lol i anticipate every new episode you guys are just such fun to listen to hope all had a great hope y'all had a great holiday break Thanks a ton for the show. Thank you, Sog Big Boss. He's given us yes. multiple nice uh, reviews here. So appreciate Absolutely. that. And yeah, we definitely had uh, at least an extra week off just for the holidays. So um, appreciate everyone's patience. Uh, and also shout out to Greasy Leprechaun in the chat, who before we even recorded uh, said something nice about the show. So we appreciate that. If it was uh, SOL Big Boss, that would be like, what, Sons of Liberty? So it would actually be oh, a Metal Gear mm, thing. But mm. I don't know what Sog is. Sons you know, of Gear, S- SOG, yeah, it could be. Yeah. Little Metal Gear, Little Metal Gear is popping out of uh, Metal Gear Ray or something like that. Yeah, uh, yeah they, it has a rail gun that just shoots smaller Metal Gears out <laughs> with smaller ray gu- uh, uh, rail guns who have smaller yes. Metal Gears. So yeah, uh, they shoot small bosses out. Yeah, and the, and when you get really small, they just shoot out a Tamagotchi of a virtual Metal Gear. <laughs> that snake has to take care of the whole time. So yes. uh, real quick too. speaking, this, this could be saved for the spill your guts segment, which is in just a second, but uh, it just reminded me uh, we started watching um, Monarch legacy of monsters last night on Apple TV, which is a, uh, as Steve educated me recently, it's the, the licensed American legacy pictures universe of Godzilla and other Kaiju licensed from Toho international, the original See. originators of, Gojira, but uh it's on apple tv it star it stars a younger cast but then kurt russell comes in and that's not a spoiler because he's on the cover of it but uh it's really fun it's an interesting show it's uh yeah yeah, yeah. It's seen, so it seems it takes a little bit at times to get going there's some slower yes. parts but overall it's uh it's a good there's some mystery and some things just like oh yeah. what the shit's happening I think and we're about to start episode four just finish up something like that it ended with um uh, I won't spoil it, but there's the, the kaiju in the snowy area. Yeah. Like yeah, yeah. So, right. but, uh, but it seems like the, um, the writers have a rule where it's like, there has to be one new monster featured each episode, which I think is a smart rule. Cause why the fuck else are you watching it? If there's not right, right. at least so far, four episodes in, there's been a new one, uh, every one. So, yeah. And it wraps up, you get a, f- I mean, not necessarily wraps up. I, I'm, 
I don't know if the season's Save over. Save that for Eminem, huh? See. But um, you get to understand what, more what about what's getting? happening. Sorry, say so, that again. No, no, I'm saying they, they do tell you more what's happening as things Right, go right. On. It doesn't, yeah, it's not a constant mystery or whatever. Yeah. So, yeah, shows need to um, do a better job at like, hey, we, we should just tell a coherent story. We have this one season ordered, right? Let's just tell a story. And if it's yeah. an insanely popular, we'll, we, we can leave little Easter eggs or seeds for a next thing, but let's just fucking finish this story and yeah. have an ending in mind, right? But it's like, yeah. And I know I'm like, this is like 10 year old argument now with like the Marvel universe stuff, but it's like, it's so much better when you can just finish it and go, cool. This, this ended at a good spot. Right. Like, yeah, yeah, yeah. And now on to the next thing. You don't want like the lost show or heroes. Right. Which yes, just exactly. kind of fizzled in window. Niso versa. Um, uh, the now a show recently that balanced and very inspired by berserk balanced that really well. Like it extremely seems like a cliffhanger at the end, except it's a good transition to a new season or you could be like, okay, I could see how she could just, this character could continue on and I don't need to follow her. Like I get it was that blue eye samurai show was really good. Mm, yeah. I need to watch that. Everyone's saying uh, it's very good. I will. I'm not, it's not a spoiler cause it has nothing to do with the story, but there is a scene where a geisha girl in a brothel is pleasuring a man with a Tengu mask anally. Oh, with okay. the nose, you said, with right? the nose of the yeah, Tengu yeah. mask. Yeah. So. <laughs> It's like trying to be very like, um, uh, like, you know, as, as every show is now game of Thrones S with kind of a shock factor and stuff like that. Pushing but, the limit. Yeah. Um, but uh, to the limit, <laughs> but the good thing is that all the politics and intrigue have to do with like the main four characters and not a, a cast of 38 fucking characters that basically are just cosplay templates for nerds to fucking. And again, we're nerds, but like, there's there's a lot of um there's a lot of shows and content which I just realized too this is a little minor rant. First Blizzard game I ever really played I think I said last time was Diablo 4 I finished that um at least with one type of character. Uh and I played some StarCraft and stuff back in the day but not much. But uh I realized how much Blizzard gameplay good, very good gameplay in their games. But that like their whole system of purely just being character design to design to attract people is like it annoys me in a way because like there's no actual real depth behind it. it's like here's just a template that looks fucking awesome and then if yeah. you want to read a novel about it you can fucking go online and read it and i'm like that sucks like you should have a character that feels like a whole person to get invested in but blizzard fans tend to just be like no i just want to cosplay as them or they just look like i want to jerk off to them or something right, so right. Um, because it, it made me actually not want to play through with another build of another type of character like I played as a rogue archer kind of character and I was going to start a necromancer build and I started it for I played for like two hours like this is fun but now I don't care because there's no investment in this character like all the dialogues right. are going to be the same as my other character it's oh. just a template like what you know what I mean so yeah yeah um, but um, yeah anyway but uh Good transition into spilling yes transition the transition transmission that could be a See. show about transgender rights or something i don't know um uh yes i'm going to ask everyone starting with let's say steve right now to spill his guts on what he's been doing the last couple of weeks has he watched anything cool has he played any cool video games has he read anything cool has he done anything fun or interesting or of note See. Uh, yes. Still playing through Mario Wonder. Usually mm. grind out a few levels. It's moving along. I'm like, almost feels a little too fast. Mm -hmm. Um, 
but we'll see. I don't know. Sometimes those Mario games, you think you're done, and then it like unlocks a whole nother crazy level. The end game I've heard is but... very difficult to like hundred percent everything in that game. Well, yeah, certain certain elements it took like half an hour just to beat one stupid like trial because basically you earn badges which are special attributes so it's like oh i can jump high or swim faster or whatever um so you have to pick the right attribute before you start the level got it but one of them was like in just a basic attribute test but it took like a half an hour and then another one i think we just stopped because <laughs> we've been playing a while <laughs> just like okay this is getting too much that's interesting that's almost like nintendo creating a loadout for mario before an episode before an episode before a level or something like a more yeah. like, as if it was call of duty or destiny or halo or something like what's your mario loadout <laughs> you know well, it is yeah it's, yeah you want yeah. the big the big hat to float you down or do you want the double jump and i'm like mario? i don't know what the fuck is this on him one time i picked a dolphin and there was no water i was like god damn it <laughs> <laughs> well, died. Yeah. Yeah, it was just well, i guess, I guess they breathe oxygen they just dried out well i mean it's more just it's like dolphin dart so like when you're swimming it right, helps right. but uh because uh, we were on like water levels so i'm like i guess i'll just pick this one and i was like oh shit <laughs> um but yeah no that game's been uh fun playing through that nice. uh did a little disc golfing went down and saw your brother-in-law sunday oh, oh yeah down at mountain pride we did a little mountain pride with uh brandon and yeah it was surprisingly pretty crowded like usually that course yeah. isn't that bad yeah because it was I think sunday, just right? yesterday it was sunday yeah yeah yeah, yeah. so i think because it was like a nice day and a holiday weekend that oh, people yeah kind of yeah. were out and about more or whatever so we did like a, a round and a half down there so oh, nice. but then just bailed because it was taking too long well that's yeah why we did that well the half round we actually just started on hole nine because there's like five groups waiting to tee off so oh, we just God. looked and there were like lots of large groups, which usually down there, there's like one. Okay. This time it was like a bunch of groups of four, five, six that were holding everything up the first go around and then a bunch of groups waiting to tee off. So we just scouted it, saw one group was holding up the rest of the course again. Yeah. So it went to whole nine and there was zero people out there. So, oh, wow. All right. Uh, how, did, how did Thick Nick do on uh, endurance wise? Uh, he was fine. He had new shoes because he was wearing those old vans before and he said those destroyed his feet. So he had these newer ones. Okay. And he was not at any point huffing and puffing. That's good. Like I've seen him at some points. Now, if we went to a Sopwi, he probably would be dead. But uh, yeah, there's there was times even on Christmas Day where now, to be fair, he was getting uh, what they call the kids call crossfaded. He was already oh. high uh, on marijuana and uh and then we were, I busted out some of those green cheek swim tests, those triple IPAs. Oh yeah. I've been drinking. 11, so, um, <laughs> wow. but he was like, it's hot. Like he was just carrying a present down, you know, like the big present you carry down another room. Or right. Like that. But, um, it's a very champagne thing to say, you know, you carry your presents down to the other room. Yeah. And they were so heavy that he's out of breath. <laughs> we put a whole level on our house just for the presents on that one yeah. day. But, um, oh. Praise Christ. But yeah, that was fun. And then uh, in the other world of anime and other things related to here, I've started watching My Hero Academia. Oh, wow. Uh, wow. Because Hulu has a shit ton of anime. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Uh, what do you think of the music? Uh, it's fine. Like the intro, outro musics. Oh, no, just like the set, the general. Actually, if you haven't gotten very far, there's, have you I'm seen? I'm like My part Hero? of the way through season two. Oh, okay. Yeah, you've seen a bit. Uh, yeah, yeah, yeah. So like the moment when he's fighting Big Black Bird that is <laughs> has a brain is that is that in right. season one? 
Uh, yeah, I think that's like the end of season one. Okay, thoughts on when All Might came into the room if, at that moment? Were you, were you uh, kind of like, oh my gosh, it's it's saved? Or were you like, eh, okay, this is pretty good? I mean, I thought <laughs> it was fine. Yeah, I, I, I've been watching it dubbed, not that that affects the music. Well, because I'm watching it doing other stuff and then just kind of like paying attention there, which I will say the dubbed version ryan i don't know if you've ever heard this but deku sounds like you <laughs> oh really I need yeah to like when he's yelling and gets high pitched like ah and, and like you do that here like joking i'm like this sounds just like ryan like i'll try and sample i want to be a something. hero <laughs> yeah, it, <laughs> yeah yeah it's uh fairly entertaining i want to be a hero yeah <laughs> yeah because because in the because <laughs> basically i'd never seen anything and then read a little synopsis so it's kind of like the the boys or the boys and then the uh boy. <laughs> boys meet shazam meets kind of whatever okay um it's like the hero- or something right well no it's like the heroes are all then like in the boys yeah, yeah. um oh i see got it got it like, like they're it. professionals and then there's like other people and all these people have attributes or whatever the fuck it's quirks yeah um so the one main character doesn't have a quirk. Yeah. Oh, uh, okay. So, but okay, I, I I want to say not only is sub usually better for voice acting. No. Yeah. But, yeah, yeah, yeah. But in that specific show, it's a lot funnier to hear them say the Japanese accent version version of United States of a Smash. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> They're just speaking English whenever yeah, they yeah. do their move, right. and it's just it's a lot funnier <laughs> to get things funny. Yeah. yeah. No, usually I'll watch. Yeah, the 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 traditional whatever with subtitles, but if I'm kind of like in and out or doing other stuff, then it's like I'll throw on dubs because yeah, yeah. I don't have to sit there and pay attention. As much. Or as my my middle aged stepfather says, who will watch who want who watches anything, uh, including a lot of anime too, which is cool. But he he says that you have to watch the dub because it's supposed to be anime supposed to be goofy. And it's just like, so it's like this weird, like he's into it. And sometimes he gets very and like wrapped up in like good shows, but then he's watching the dub and he's like, yeah, it's kind of goofy, but it's part of the fun. I'm like, no, it's not. Like, yeah, yeah, it's not happy. as, yeah. I mean, yeah. Like, <laughs> and he, but then, and then of course it's, I don't want to fucking read the whole time. Yeah. <laughs> All right. Oh, yeah. But, but Ryan and I have talked to him at like Arma being like, but, but the acting is better. Yeah. It's like, it's like taking an Academy Award winning movie and changing it to like, uh, Mexican soap opera Spanish like like voice actors you know what yeah, I mean? it's yeah. a change fucking Leo DiCaprio and whomever like you know the only actor I can think of right now ever won an Academy Award or whatever but uh Inspector Matsumoto how are you doing <laughs> yeah it's like, uh, <laughs> or it's like, it's like the classic which it is uh kind of running around the internet at times is the Spanish dub of it yes yeah. <laughs> and it, like the original it from like the the Tim TV Curry series. one from the T the, it was the yeah. in the late Early nineties, I think. I don't and think it I've was heard the Spanish dub yeah. though. Yeah. <laughs> Hola Georgie. Oh, Come on. <laughs> he's like in the he's in the fucking sewer, you know? Because meanwhile yeah. it's Tim Curry. It's like, hello, Georgie. It's all like, yeah, like refined yeah. and stuff. And me goes, Hola Georgie. <laughs> <laughs> I'll have to watch a clip uh, of that. That's, uh, that's so funny. it's extra goofy. But yeah, no, uh totally agree usually. And it's it sounds stupid, but I'll do that with Godzilla films too. Like try and watch the subs, but yeah, then, yeah. Uh, if not, watch the double dubs. But yeah, I'm saying that. So far of uh, my hero, what, what's your you like uh, it? 
Yeah, the first season, yeah, ended on a, I think it wrapped, and then, yeah, second season has been fine so far. I mean, it's entertaining. I'm not, like, over the moon, like, I, I've got to grind through everything, and it's definitely not like, oh, this sucks. Like, it, I wanted to keep watching more, which is why I got through so much so quickly, but, um, yeah, it's been good so far. I think Thick Nick was saying he didn't like a few of the seasons. Mm. Um, I think uh, for my hero, it's it has really big, cool moments. Um, and then it also has really dead, like sleeper kind of areas. And it's like you have to mm. kind of get through some of those if you want to get to the really cool, like, wow, yeah. the music is moving my soul and All Might's about his giving is all right here. And like, oh, my Just God, like all of season two of Vinland Saga, right? <laughs> There's about five minutes of awesome content, and and it, it all wraps up and means a lot. But the, you got to yeah. watch fucking Look, looking farming. back. It, it was really <laughs> slow, but I do like the thoughts that it made me think. Yes, and the feelings that it made me. I feel. like the thoughts it made me think. Okay. <laughs> yeah. yeah. Right now, I'm watching. They're like, I think they just finished their Olympics. I, I be honest, it's been too long since I watched. I remember most of season one, and then I watched. I don't know, like up to four, mm. maybe five seasons. Yeah. The most recent one I think I saw was the one with there's like a plague villain. He has like a plague mask and stuff. Mm. Uh, but anyway, uh, yeah, I, I would recommend the show if you kind of just are eating or like you don't have something else to do. <laughs> yeah, it's like it's like a, it's got some stuff that's in it. It's yeah. maybe good sometimes. Yeah, <laughs> yeah. it's no uh, Jujutsu Kaisen. OK, yeah. <laughs> all of your energy uh-huh. paying attention to that. <laughs> you yeah. show the proper respect. Uh, <laughs> uh, Ryan, how have you been spilling? Oh, you know, <laughs> the usual spills uh, here and there. My jar's halfway full. <laughs> it's always halfway full in my world. I'm a jar uh, half full kind of guy. Yeah, <laughs> yeah, exactly. <laughs> Sometimes all the way full, yeah. but you know. Uh, yeah. Hey, because when the jar's half full, the balls are half empty, okay? So <laughs> right, I, I right, have right. a balance to it. You know? Yes. <laughs> I have two sides. <laughs> right. <laughs> okay. Uh, yeah. Whoa, is that my hero academia? Uh, that one character? <laughs> Gosh, yeah. I either I either go like full Jerry from Seinfeld or I go I guess My Hero Academia. Yeah, you go I've Deku and Freak Jerry out. You guys, by the way, you'll know because it'll sound like Jerry. But right. uh, <laughs> it's usually when I'm like trying to explain a point to someone and they're really not getting it. I'm getting like like I'm I'm laughing, but I'm also getting frustrated. Right. <laughs> so anyway, uh, but yeah, I've been I've been guts and spilling. I've been doing all that. Okay, uh, I was actually watching. Uh, I was about to say Adam. I was watching uh, Pluto recently. It's on Netflix. It's a, it's like I, you know, you guys know uh, Astro Boy. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Oh, it's a, mo- a movie, right? Or it's, is well, it a it's a show. show. Oh, it's, it an eight, it's eight episodes. Each Got episode's it. an hour. Um, it's called Pluto. Yeah. It's it is an anime. Um, and I've been watching that. Apparently, someone had told me right when I started the show. They're like, "Oh yeah, this is the this is by Naoki Urasawa." And I was like, oh, okay. yeah, OK, that's cool. And then I remembered, wait a second. He fucking did Monster, my favorite show slash oh. manga of all time. Yeah, yeah. Would highly recommend. Uh, and he also did 20th Century Boys, uh, which I really need to read uh, because I've heard that's amazing as well. But Pluto, it's on Netflix. It's, uh, it's eight episodes. It's essentially Astro Boy, but like, what if Astro Boy, but like a little darker and a little bit more psychological and interesting. Mm. And uh, I've been. Yeah, the trailer looked really interesting. They were playing it a lot like a month or two ago. Yeah, uh, before I, it was uh, I'm on, I think, episode five or six. Mm. And uh, I it was it's funny because it hit me that it was by the same author because I started to see I was like, wait, that character. It's so funny. He looks exactly like the main character from Monster. Oh. I'm like, wait. <laughs> what the fuck he's mm. there it's literally an homage 
And then there's a character who's quite literally named the same thing as the main character. Oh, there's a character who looks like it's two of the monster characters fused together, a guy and a girl. It's very strange. Mm. Um, but the, the art style is very similar. Um, and some of the characters, you'll see some callbacks if you, if you okay. watched monster, but, uh, yeah. is monster also available on any of the streaming services? On Netflix. Yeah. Oh, it's on they Netflix. actually okay. have it, all of it. Um, I would recommend monster to people who are okay with, Knowing that it is a slower show at times, mm-hmm. but not slow in a bad way. Not like, not like I'm sorry, not like Vinland Saga season two slow, yeah. but like uh, slow in a, um, you know, psychological way. Like yeah, if, yeah. if you're not want, you know, there's not going to be action every few seconds. It's right. a very much a mystery. It's like a thriller, know, right? Like a psychological thriller. thriller kind of yes. Yeah. Yes. Got some horror elements in there too. Mm. A little bit disturbing stuff, uh, okay. but nothing supernatural, which is interesting. Mm. They do it all with just humans being humans, yeah. but uh yeah i would it's my favorite show of all time for a reason um it's got a lot of really crazy twists Mm -hmm. um so yeah i would recommend that but i'm i'm enjoying pluto so far uh it's making me want to also check out 20th century boys when i finish the samurai Mm. stuff i'm doing which is uh where does how are they are they now are they using on pluto the now um did they time it so they're using the now public domain steamboat willie version of mickey (laughs) to take care of pluto in it uh, what do you mean by take care of Pluto? Uh, uh, the puppy dog. Pluto takes care of me, all right? Ah, uh, okay, okay. That way of taking care. Got it. Not the jar. Um, <laughs> Correct. Got it. Uh, no, which that not that always like a debate? Like, is Pluto sentient? Well, that's the thing. It's like, okay, right? Disney. Because like, there's Goofy. You have a main character named Goofy who is an uh, anthrop- dog. anthropomorphized dog who walks upright and can speak. And then you have Pluto who is a more standard dog who can only bark and, you know, has a normal dog's intelligence. How do they go both exist in the same world? See, but it's right. weird because Goofy, is, he seems like the dumb one of the group, right? right? Yes. So, yeah, like, yeah. is he smarter than Pluto, though, still? I don't know. I mean, I mean, it's true. I mean, well, Pluto is, like, can be very cunning and conniving because he's when he's fighting with Figaro or the Chipmunks or something mm-hmm. like that. Um, he's kind of like the straight man. He's always getting kind of screwed over by the goofier characters, not, but not Goofy, right? Yes. Yeah. Uh, <laughs> But, uh, you know, and a lot of the cartoons in the 60s with him were like, oh, shenanigans are happening to him, but Mickey doesn't believe him. He's like the one getting, like, he's like the Charlie yeah. Brown. He's always getting shit on and stuff like that. Yes. Uh, that's a lot of <laughs> But not in a pay yeah. way. Yeah. <laughs> not in a hot way. What? Uh, <laughs> but, uh, but yeah, I mean, other than that, like, it's not, he's not like stupid, but he's just a dog. But Goofy, yeah. Goofy, just by the sheer fact that he can talk and reason with you. I mean, the fact that he can defend um you know kingdom hearts and king mickey right <laughs> and he can use a she's at, he's adept with the shields as a weapon and things like that um he can what is it one is one of those skills that he always says in the background it's like royal flush or I'm something i'm about to fuck yeah. him up <laughs> um yeah. but uh anyway enough about kingdom yeah. hearts <laughs> but yeah i've been watching pluto uh i've been you know doing violiny things uh, as well but um yeah are it's... you are you intimidated at all to teach or is this kind of just like is that easy for you? And this is just kind of a new format. A uh, little secret about teaching private lessons. If you're, you know, not a, an asshole, uh, you can <laughs> kind of just wing your lessons a hundred percent of the time. Yeah. Yeah. And it ends up working if you're like good enough, like yeah. it, it, just winging it. Yeah. Uh, so yeah, I, a lot of the times I'll go in with just like, Oh, I forgot completely what the fuck we're doing. And then I'll like, look at the notebook that I, intentionally had them write and be like oh yeah we did that all right let's right. continue prepare. yeah yeah and i'll figure stuff out like it 
I, my students are really good. Yeah. They enjoy the process too. And maybe that's just why, like I'm not sticking to a strict kind of like, yeah. you have to do this this many times a week. I'm going to beat your ass. Otherwise, right. like I, a lot of teachers do that. So I'm just kind of the other way. Around. Yeah. It's like, it's like with martial arts, right? It's like, I don't, I don't always have, I rarely have like days planned lesson plans. They either build off of the revealing of repeated mistakes by people. And so let's work on those. Uh, or like, uh, like our director of, uh, the association for Renaissance martial arts, John Clements always says, he's like, my lessons are always a mix of what I think the student needs and what I feel like doing, <laughs> like what I feel like working on. Yeah. Cause if I'm not, if I'm only for weeks in a row doing exactly what the student needs, I'm getting bored. And that is a problem for a teacher who's doing like private lessons to get bored. You want them to be excited. And yeah, yeah as long as you know, the core principles of what you're teaching, you can, it can bloom into any beautiful flower that you want. So yeah, it helps me a lot. Also when I'm get, like teaching a completely new space, like mm -hmm. it, it's a lot of people would be kind of nervous. Like, Oh, I got to get to know this person. You know, right. I don't know who they are. Oh blah, man, blah, blah. this guy sounds like Deku. <laughs> I can't place his name. I've been told I, I sound like Matt Pat by Brent. Uh, who's a who's a famous YouTuber who does oh. like theories. About oh, he things. just retired from and his thing. Retired, yeah, yeah. yeah. Uh, I I don't see it, but I'll I'll give him that. Uh, <laughs> just anyway, um, I'll jerk yeah. off to it and see to one of Pat's videos or a few. So I'll see if I you know finish the same as when I jerk off to videos. Because I need to hear my own voice. <laughs> yeah, that's that's a very American psycho yeah. thing. All right. Yeah, yeah, uh, <laughs> yeah. If you got caught jaying it to MatPad videos or Deku scenes, <laughs> right? Them Deku scenes. I was, I was gonna say, or some yeah. your, your Deku nuts would be empty, just like in <laughs> Time and Legend of Zelda and shit. Oh yeah. Also, uh, Steve, did you notice there were some like random Star Wars references in that show? Like, I, I think they're just out of nowhere. No one like acknowledges them at all mm. uh talk about Desu star right to saber yeah no i'm trying to think like, what, what uh well dagobah i think oh or, right. or something like that right mm. like there's like Sounds... yeah maybe i don't know i watched it like, one. in like yeah. a day and a half or two days so i was just like oh full bin i don't know if i remember oh okay okay dagobah sounds like sounds familiar Pluto lives they, like they they won't say it out loud but it'll just be like oh this area is called this and it's like what the fuck that's literally just a mm. star wars yeah. area <laughs> okay oh, like a star wars name okay yeah or just something yeah, maybe i didn't notice that. that yeah this planet's called that's no moon weird <laughs> yes <laughs> the obi-wan bar yeah, 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 i'm literally gonna say it's called obi-wan kenobi yes uh, yeah so how you doing uh <laughs> oh, classic deku uh <laughs> high-pitched deku uh i'm doing okay i uh uh i talked to uh listeners of me and steve's other shows know that i have I've, I've had a fairly estranged relationship with my daddy uh since probably 2018 since you woke I him think. up yeah <laughs> <laughs> uh, was that before while we were recording or before we we're talking about don't wake daddy the board that was during yeah okay mm -hmm. uh good callback ryan then um <laughs> thanks but uh, <laughs> uh was it kind of quirky yeah. <laughs> But uh, he he called me uh, on my birthday at the end of December. Uh, you know, holidays were busy. I wanted time to focus and get my thoughts together. How to talk to him and and uh, go to therapy at least once first to like make kind of a, a game plan with my therapist. But um, uh, long story short, it went it went well overall. Um, I had a lot of issues and everything I've wanted to say to him that years ago would have been out of pure 
anger. Um, sorry, I'm covering the computer, the camera to try to get it to like focus again. Um, but, uh, it's having trouble either way. Anyway. Um, uh, what is this? What is this? Uh, Robin Thicke song? I'm getting some blurred lines on my camera, here. <laughs> but, uh, uh, actually when I got on the phone with my dad, I just sang him that song acapella, you know, and uh-huh. it was, all, all was, <laughs> hey, hey, hey. <laughs> <laughs> and then he woke in a different way. Yeah. yeah. Uh but um he uh he actually has been through a lot of his own soul searching. He got a heart transplant last year and uh and I guess they make you go to some therapy, um group therapy, solo therapy, things like that. And so uh the conversation was much more productive than I had hoped. I was able to say things uh, that it hurt me and, you know, in ways that, you know, why I stopped talking to him, I was able to explain that because he really didn't, he knew, he knew in broad strokes that he knew that, you know, he admitted he's not been the greatest or most attentive father. And he also realizes the connection with his own kind of abusive um, past with his parents and, and you know, his Italian immigrant parents. He had a big trauma when he was uh, a kid with the, a teenager with the death of his um, dad and uh, his little brother, all sorts of stuff. But uh um, I'll, I'll probably go into it more on, um, probing, probing shows because those listeners have heard many, many stories Pino. and jokes and things like that about Pino, um, the Pinos and PSs. <laughs> I mean, yeah, good, actually. I'm in the mid, I'm in the P maybe, you know, kind of <laughs> zone, right? Now, but <laughs> I'm in P-possible. the P-P zone. Yeah. Yeah. <laughs> um, it's a P possibility. No, but, uh, uh, so I feel, I feel better. I wasn't like, I mean, I was, I was dreading it in terms of like emotional exhaustion. I'm like, I just don't want to, I've worked so hard to like not need validation from my dad, but at the same time it wouldn't have been fair to me or I mean him less so, but it wouldn't have been fair to me if I didn't do all this work in therapy to know what I actually needed to know what I went through to be able to intellectualize it and say it, um, to myself to get more self-worth in spite of it and then not give myself a chance or him a chance to apologize. And I like, I have never had that real of a conversation and I've never with, with my dad and I've never, um, I've never heard him be so emotionally vulnerable. He did not try to deny anything once he was just like, Nope, I totally should have uh, prioritized you and I didn't. And it was because of this and all that stuff. So it's a, it's a good start for sure. So Hmm. I'm, I'm happy that I did it. Um, and uh, I I walked away feeling good that I didn't pull any punches. Not that I was, you know, I wasn't coming at him with anger or anything, but I was I was explaining that I do have uh, and have had angry and negative emotions because of things that he's done, right, or hasn't done or whatever. So, um, but it was it was good um, just to catch up a little bit, and uh, and I encouraged him to keep going to therapy, and that would be appreciated by me because then I wouldn't have to do continue to do the emotional heavy lifting in our, you know, father son relationship. Right. Which is what I always did. So, um, but yeah, it would, uh, it went, it went well, uh, really hit home when I was reading. I mean, I knew what was happening in these chapters tonight, but like really, really hit home, even though it's not exactly a father son thing, but in terms of the parts of guts, journey that he's going through, uh, with you know the band of the hawk and with Griffith and all that stuff, it was very 
uh, a lot of connective tissue there. But um, on mm. lighter notes, um, uh, yeah, we uh, started watching that Monarch show, which was fun. If you want some kaiju stuff, I started playing the Remedy game Control for the third time. And every time I fucking play that game, there's more and more uh, rich, um, you know, kind of um, occult slash quantum physics slash paranormal paranatural stuff like it's like it's and this is the the same company that makes the alan wake games and quantum break and max max Payne was the series that made them big in the in the early days but rockstar owns the rights to max Payne, uh and that actually that actually plays crazy interesting parts of the characters that they don't have the rights to so they basically just made other versions of them <laughs> that they could <laughs> have the rights to and that fits in with the games being about how consciousness perceives other realities and things like that, or can interact with other realities. So, um, so then I'm going to play Alan Wake two again because they're really connected. And it's, it's cool to go back after playing Alan Wake two and see that four years ago when this game came out in 2019, um, they were, they had already had Alan Wake pl- uh, two planned for like 10 years. They just didn't make it for a long time. And so there's a lot of interesting, hmm. um, not even just Easter eggs, but direct connections. Cause it's like, again, I'll explain like uh, Alan Wake and Alan Wake two. If it was an X-Files show would be the like freak of the week episode, a little more than that, but like a more, a smaller arc. And then the game control and its upcoming sequel are the lore episodes where it's like, here's, here's the overarching uh, storyline. Hmm. Um, Cause it's about the fucking astral plane and like all this stuff. So, uh, playing, playing through that, Sarah has been watching me and been very intrigued to the whole time, uh, which is nice. But, um, uh, and then blah, 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 blah. I'll have to play that. I have, it's, I... it's, it is one of my, like, maybe like top three games of all time at this point, which is saying a lot, right. But, uh, control. Yeah. Yeah. But, the, um, uh, the Epic game store for those PC gamers out there gives free games every once in a while. Mm-hmm. And I happened to snag that one at one point. Oh, nice. Yeah. So I will probably have to try that. And the, and it's one of, I'm not usually a DLC guy, but I can't fucking stand when companies release an expansion, like a story expansion, like more, more things to do and whatever. Yeah. Like six months to a year later. And it's like, bro, I'm done with the fucking game. Yeah. You expect me to go back. And uh, even like worse is stuff too. even worse is like three months later. Cause it's like, well, it's still kind of fresh in my mind, but I'm really not ready to play it again. Cause I just finished it like six weeks ago. So don't, now I got to go back and do this. And it's just like, you know, like fucking FromSoft does that. It's like, oh, here's DLC for Elden Ring two years later. Like, mm-hmm. cool. I'm never playing that unless maybe someday I play through all of Elden Ring again. Oh. Um, but, uh, you know, but they're just trying to get new players, you know, like, like long tail players. But uh, Control has an ultimate edition that has the DLC. I'm not sure if that's the one you grabbed. But the DLC is literally like um, most of it's post game. One of the DLCs directly connects to Alan Wake 2 and has to do with characters from that game bleeding into the game which isn't a spoiler that's how it's described uh and then the other one is about like the foundation of the bureau which i won't say anything more but it's really cool and they're like very robust very rich um things like expansions to the story and and whatever too so um but uh, yeah it is like if you like twin peaks if you like the x files if you like other david lynch stuff than twin peaks if you like um Stephen King, like all of that. It's like all of those things mixed together. And the coolest part is that Sam Lake, who's kind of the auteur director, creative director at Remedy Games, he is into this stuff, consciousness studies, quantum physics, 
alternate realities. Like he's into like the science of it, not just the new age co-opting of it by, you know, crystal grip and hippies and stuff like that. So, hmm. um, cannot recommend it enough, but, uh, uh, that's enough out of me. No. Um, uh, we have a segment here called the four cent summary, which I ripped off from a Stephen King podcast called, uh, what is it? Just King things. They have a five cent summary where off the cuff, they describe the novel, the Stephen King novel through reading that episode, uh, without memorizing it. And, uh, just, you know, given, given the big beats of it to get us, um, acquainted before we do a deep dive. Is it you this time, Ryan? It's always me, but I think it might actually be Steve <laughs> or is it this you? Time? Or I thought it was Joe. I thought I, I went, went, and then I last did, time, oh no, I did it. I last thought time. Ryan went last time because we kept talking about semicolons and colons. I think you talked about me doing it last time as usual, right. and I think Joey did it. Yeah, yeah. yeah. And I think it's <laughs> it? probably Steve. Then it could be me. Sure. Be okay. Me. <laughs> this is great. <laughs> oh boy, <laughs> it's extra off the cuff every time because no one. Yeah. Knows. just the big hits. No, of course, of course. So we oh, start off the hit. chapters. Post haste from the uh, plots and ploys to undermine and take out one Mister Griffith Sue. Griffith Sue. Griffith Sue. Where he does down the poison and lay on the ground. <laughs> Sounds like a poem. This is good. Yep. It's like a poem. Um, Okay. Everyone is in shock, and all of the plotters and planners, including the queen, think the deed has been done. Yet Mr. Egg him, Egghead himself is sweating and letting off many telltale signs that something too. is up. Egg Sentence. Yeah. <laughs> we later find out Griffith was behind it all and understood what was about to happen and plotted and planned his own uh, attack. Wait, what? <laughs> Counter attack. There you go. Um, <laughs> where Mr. Berserk himself takes care of everyone involved, including the people that even helped uh, Mr. Griffith in the capture of the egg headed man's daughter. And in Therefore, a fact, I might add too. Yes, yes. <laughs> um, so then we return back to the castle where everyone is dead and Griffith is on top. <laughs> Not a power bottom anymore. Yeah. <laughs> uh, and then we learn further that Guts will be not only going forward with the assassinations that he attempted, but and was successful, but will now successfully attempt to leave the band of the honk and everyone or whatever the fuck they're called now. He will successfully attempt to leave. <laughs> <laughs> it's not uh, he th- yeah. through this process he realizes he may want to be with Miss Casca himself. Uh, <laughs> which does make sense but it's yeah yeah Casca yeah. himself <laughs> yeah with Casca yeah uh whatever <laughs> uh and it, the scenes end in a quick and fierce battle where we first get to see inside of Griffith's head for the yes. Ooh, I feel like yeah. the first time it, first, first time, time. Yeah. Yeah. yeah first time and Mr. Berserk is successful and says how you doing Joe how you doing Ryan how you doing Steve I'll see you later <laughs> so guts has become the new living pino <laughs> yeah. hey, it was a dirty job but somebody had to leave the band of the hawk no one had ever seen that before even though you would think they right. had. at the end he said berserk out yeah <laughs> i think that's four-ish sentences <laughs> that was good. i didn't even keep track of the counting I, no that was roughly yeah, four sentences it's probably four yeah. 
there's just like a lot I think going on. A lot didn't happen, but a lot happened. So I was like, wait, there's wait. so much dialogue. But again, like that's like I remember when I learned in one of my film writing classes, which was full of almost all film majors except for me. It was an elective for a creative writing major, but uh, I wasn't focused on film initially. But they were like, yeah, it's just the beats of the story, and I never even heard that term. But now I'm like, oh, like that. I get it. Like it makes it helps you to organize what are the main action, what are the main plot points and even character points happening too. Um, And so that's what I'm trying to like when I'm reading now, even if I'm not doing the four sentence summary, I'm trying to do what are the main beats of this? Because you're going to take away. Because these are like, so this was so dialogue heavy um, too, that you get lost in, Oh, this is just a scene where Corcus is mad and guts is telling him I still got to go, you know, whatever. Right. 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 Um, also point back to, uh, when we were talking about dubs and subs and stuff, yeah. uh, nope. like just, just <laughs> okay. <laughs> All right. <laughs> Let's stay on track here. Uh, but like, imagine, you know, just reading this out loud, this chapter out loud to someone, yeah. like, let's say you have like a kid, you know, yeah, you your five-year-old just, kid. you just want to scar them, <laughs> putting them to bed. Know? Yeah. And you're like, wait, Phoenix Knights, wait, Phoenix, General Griffith, you know, like, <laughs> like how would you read this? Right. Like, right. I think a problem with the dub people that are speaking in English mm-hmm. is that they try to either be a little bit of the Japanese characterization or try really hard to be the Japanese characterization. I think the best dubs or the best uh, Amer- American voice acting for Japanese shows mm-hmm. is when they just fucking talk normally. Like yes. if you look at <laughs> Castlevania, right, right. it's a great example of how, hey, they just fucking talk like they should right. and how they normally would in English. And yes. it sounds amazing. Yeah. Like, their banter sounds not forced. Yeah. The girls don't sound right. every single girl <laughs> right. that is in English trying to be a Japanese sound yeah. is terrible. Yeah. Okay. That just fucking speak normally. You're, you're going to be great. Okay. Yeah. <laughs> like yeah. if they just did that more. I think it would be good. Yeah. So, which that reminds me too. news update, Blu-ray 97 series coming out. Oh yes. Yeah. 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 We put that on the, I was going to do that in the, well, we don't really have the news, but we have, but uh, yeah, finally the remastered. So they basically went back and literally remastered from the source um, print uh, the 1997 Berserk season of anime, which Ooh. covers you know one episode of the Black Swordsman arc and then the Golden Age arc through the Eclipse, and then just immediately right after, and that's it. So yeah, so yeah, um, basically where we're grinding through right now. Yes. Mm-hmm. So they they went back, remastered it. Apparently, it's going to be in uh, widescreen instead of four by three. Uh, I'm not sure how they're going to do that, though, because like Seinfeld does a pretty good job of that on all the streaming services. But there are some scenes where you realize that zooming in makes it look a little weird sometimes. But mm. um, they do a good job either way. Maybe with like, you know, fucking animation cells. You AI technology to map it. Something. But um, but it's supposed to have all of the um, special features of like any of the. There's, there's been so many editions of that, uh, the VHS or the DVD but it hasn't been released new in like since like 2006 or something they said. So, um, so yeah, I'm excited for that. And, um, Ooh, that's cool. Yeah. Um, the dub, not that great in that one. It's not terrible, but it's not that great. Um, yeah, I think, I think his, his Griffith, uh, yell is pretty good though. If I remember it is. Yes. Yeah. Griffith has a good voice. I don't know if I'm remembering the movies though, or the show, but I think it was the well, show. Well, that 97 really show good. kind of established Griffith, like, like, yeah. And it well, and, and Griffith's voice too, of being that kind of soft, like, well, like it kind of established that too, which you would kind of assume, you know, but, um, but anyway, so, uh, the Taka no Don, the band of the Hawk slash Falcon is basking in the glow of congratulatory praise. 
of the um, uh, uh, of the king. You know, he hasn't raised a toast yet, but they're cheering for the new General Griffith of the White Phoenix Knights. Yes. And the, the band of the Hawk is transformed into the White Phoenix Knights as we left off last. We left off with the fucking um, 80s movie, you know, uh, uh, action movie freeze frame of <laughs> Guts and Griffith smiling at each other contentedly and warmly through the window. Um, Guts is waiting outside. Now we see what he was waiting outside for. It wasn't just classic Guts being socially anxious. Uh, there's a purpose because as he said right before we finished up last episode he was like basically like man griffith this is a little fucked up like you haven't told anyone else but me in the band of the hawk of your plan and what he's alluding to we see here which is that he's gonna fake his own death but the band of the hawk does not know that so yeah they're gonna think at least for a small period of time that he really died in front of them so yeah um but um yeah guts is uh contentedly watching from the window still the queen, of course, reminds she's like, you know, she's doing the, hueh, 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 you know, fucking uh, laugh. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> uh, and uh, she is, uh, you know, she's like, soak it up, motherfucker. All of this. She's like, you're going to you're going to be dead soon. And um, the uh, also uh, real quick, I, yeah. I wasn't really sure. There were a couple like random noble people who were just exclaiming about I don't know what the fuck. Like mm. they're it's like what and it's like this has become extraordinary yay that's great what the fuck are they reacting to oh like, that's um this is laban and um sir owen right well, i know who they are yeah. uh but i, I mean, think it's not gonna dress right <laughs> <laughs> gotta be what well because they're, well, they're all like circling looking at her in the other page uh yeah oh maybe but, well but also, I, I i mean i th- I, I think they're just saying the news that he's a general but i but i thought they assumed that was going to happen anyway oh so why are they acting surprised you know oh, yeah, she's but, saying yay that's great yeah i think oh so you're saying they're reacting to that he is going to be the white phoenix knight because yeah they're like cheers general griffith uh, of the white phoenix knight right. and they're like whoa this is okay this so, escalated quickly so it isn't like a pass because <laughs> to me it looked like a passage of time of just like oh like all these people are just mingling and stuff no oh, it's oh. all of them reacting to that yes exactly yeah yeah, yeah. because we as the readers okay. have been told they will be promoted to this rank and like all this yeah, other shit but they didn't know so. yeah okay um cool but um moving on uh, yeah, and it cuts to Minister Foss, the little, again, Dr. Eggman as uh, yes. <laughs> the Sonic the Hedgehog's <laughs> evil nemesis. Uh, but yeah, well, it, you know what's funny is that it makes me wonder if, um, I mean, there's been a lot of little bald scheming small men in, you know, fantasy and in and, and Japanese stuff too, right? Obviously here, but this made me wonder like, oh, was um, the spot, was it, what was his name? The Spider? Uh, in Game of Thrones, the oh, eunuch yeah. guy who was bald, yeah, yeah, yeah. he literally is just like Minister Foss. I mean, obviously he can have Minister Foss has a kid, as we find out, so he's not a eunuch. But uh, it made me wonder if if George George Railroad Martin uh, <laughs> read Berserk or was aware of Berserk and saw this character at one point because um, he was writing the first Game of Thrones book in the early '90s or late '80s or something, I think. So, uh, well, he's a pirate. George R. 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 Martin, yeah, R. 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 yeah, double, <laughs> yeah, yeah. <laughs> Just like the Double R Diner in Twin Peaks, uh, the aforementioned show. It's all coming together, everyone. Uh, welcome to the No Guts, No Glory verse. Uh, but uh, yeah, we see... Like, Mr. Foss, you don't see well. Your eyes are open. Yeah, he's... he's so, yeah, exactly. Yeah, his <laughs> eyes are fully on? open. He's sweating. Um, and uh, and then we see uh, medieval... Thick, um, thick Nick's medieval father, Carl, <laughs> later... Uh, <laughs> Uh, spiking a drink and ha- with poison and handing it to Griffith, who accepts it with 
with but a thank you. Uh, the King toasts to the shining future of Midland, thanks to the Band of the Hawk, now the White Phoenix Knights. Um, and it's also funny, too, because um, as Ryan knows, Midland is going to have a very shining future <laughs> way later in the series. So uh, that may or may not have to do with very Griffith bright. as well. So, um, but uh, <laughs> you sounded like Rain Man there. Very bright, very bright future. Um, oh, Sarah and I watched that uh, Rain Man recently. It was very good. Um, Academy Award winning Best Picture, 1988. Uh, Casca is about to call out Griffith's name. She's like, Griffy? Yeah. yeah. <laughs> <laughs> I know it's like a, she's cut off, but it's yes. kind of funny to imagine. Griffith? Like, Griffy? Because, you know, he's falling. The glass shatters on the ground. Griffith collapses immediately. Because remember, Foss was like, this is an instant death poison and like whatever. So yeah. uh, I love the, in the art, the reflections they draw on the marble floor underneath their um their clothes and everything yeah, underneath their cool. bodies like, that are being reflected but uh because we've seen these we haven't really seen the floors directly and there's this aerial shot classic like whodunit murder uh movie shot of griffith um on the floor from kind of a, a skewed um alfred hitchcock style angle right yeah. so um charlotte princess charlotte immediately runs down the stairs her daddy the king saying no get the hell back here sir laban and sir owen are being like, hey, seal the fucking hall. Like, get the guards. she faints, right? Or she, like, half faints. Yes. Right? She collapses. Yes, she's a little weakling. Um, but uh, uh, Casca is screaming for Griffith. Like, and, and it's like, it's one of those scenes where it seems to have switched to, like, there's so much chaos happening that she's seen screaming, like, here. But, and I'm pointing to the fucking panel for Ryan. Mm-hmm. But it's almost like it's the scenes where an explosion goes off close to the main character and everything's just ringing. And you can see them moving and their mouths moving, but they're not actually, you know, it's not coming out in audio or whatever. So she's probably screaming Griffith over and over, but uh, yeah. um, everything's gone quiet. But Griff, um, Griff. Yeah. <laughs> uh, cuts to a horse and uh, Carl the waiter, medieval Carl, the assassinate, uh, the, the assassinator, the assassin waiter. Assassin waiter? Um, <laughs> okay, okay. Uh, is escaping and he's like, oh man, I'm going to fucking, I got 10 years worth of pay for a commoner like me. I can quit that dishwashing job. I do like this because like this is very, not that I'm saying, you know, Mira was inspired by Stephen King, but like Stephen King is the best at this stuff. Like side characters that have any sort of mild importance. Sometimes Stephen King will give them like five pages of inner monologue. and You're like, you, you get to know their lingo, but then it's effective because when they fucking die or you know, get cut down by some other character, whatever. It's like, uh, you at least kind of felt like you knew a person. So I think of it like stormtrooper jabber. Like they're just yes, kind of like, yeah. Oh, like what are you doing for the weekend? I don't right. know. Like death star things. I yeah. Well, I mean the, the horse, when he saw guts in the woods waiting there, he did say move along. And then guts say, you <laughs> fucking move along. Right. And then he cut it. <laughs> so, I'll fucking move along. <laughs> yeah. He just, this belled. is the waiter you're looking for. <laughs> this isn't the beautiful hat you're looking for, or maybe it is. I love, um, also, I love how Gus's hat, the brim is so fucking huge, yeah. and then the, the feather is it's tiny. tiny. Like, what? Yeah. If he's going to be flamboyant, at yeah. least. It should be like a peacock feather yeah, or get something. That thing up there. <laughs> yeah. It's not the size that matters. Um, yeah. Also, so, quick sword report thing. Yeah. First of all, he has a new sword. Yes. Do y'all notice? Yeah. A fancier sword. He has a proper cross, finally, on the sword. It looks um, also very, like, it's a weirdly, like, royal looking sword but at the yes, same time yeah, yeah. the cross looks very 
like clunky and functional like yeah. it looks like a screw has been put in both sides yeah 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 um but also he for the sword report he's kind of he's kind of gripping it a little weird he all is, right yeah. he's uh, you would never you would never have one hand only off that far down you probably want to have it a little closer yes. Uh, especially if you're about to swing it as right. he is, but he there's, there's another, there's so. another, I think it's pretty soon act, or no, it's, it's later actually. It's uh when the funeral happens, but um, no, I'll, I'll, I'll point it out, but like the guards, uh, it, I'll, I'll point it out later, but uh, it's in my notes here, but, uh, but yeah, old berserk himself in his fancy hat is uh, waiting at the end of kind of, or the big, at the entrance to like the forest tunnel on the outskirts of the ca- uh, castle property. And cuts off the fucking assassin's head. Horse keeps on going. Thankfully, the horse finally, uh, or one of the horses finally narrowly avoided Guts' sword. Uh, Guts is, is known for cutting horses' body parts off as well. But, um, uh, but he had no qualms with the horse. Yes. It, as it, I mentioned in a previous episode. <laughs> yes. Uh, it cuts back to Minister Foss and the co conspirators. They're all stoked that Griffisu is dead, do. And the queen is there. They're in some sort of little chambers outside of the party, right? They're not at the party anymore. We find out later they're in like the chapel, like the church that's kind of next to the castle or whatever. But um, they are worried about the assassin possibly being caught and blabbing their names, right? And this is after we've just seen Guts, who has nothing to do with these guys, Mm -hmm. um, or so we think, killing this guy. And Foss, Minister Foss says, don't worry, I quote, got a report from one of my subordinates named Griffith that he, that he'd been killed. And it's like, so now as the reader, you're like, what the fuck? Like, how, how is, does he instantly know? Yeah. How That's would crazy. Foss know about, uh, you know, the guy getting killed when he, the fucking, uh, you know, when the killer was guts, right. Who was his enemy tech or he works for his enemy. Right. So, uh, he excuses himself to quote, check on the pandemonium while he continues to sweat and keep his eyes open. They might, his eyes must be very dry. That that panel, real quick, it is just constipation. Like, yes, yeah. <laughs> like He's just looking down. He's yeah. not, he's going through it. He right looks now. like a testicle trying to shit. Like, it's just <laughs> like, like an actual ball, just like trying Lines to Lines you will only hear in No Guts to <laughs> <laughs> um, Looks like a testicle trying That'll to go shit. on a shirt. Yeah. Yeah. <laughs> Uh, with Great that panel okay. um but uh but yeah so uh he excuses himself shuts the door uh locks it we don't know that yet but uh the queen and the conspirators are still there in this kind of upper floor of the castle chapel and they just start bragging like rich assholes about how great it is to be wealthy and a high-born status, how gross low-born people are and should never be royalty. And one guy's like, we would have been the laughing stock of the fucking whole world if a commoner would have become a general. And um, yep. and then smoke starts uh, seeping up through the floorboards. And this moves really fast. <laughs> they immediately run to the door as they would. The door is jammed. They are trapped. And then a fucking explosion of fire blasts through the door uh, and just melts these fucking dudes. Uh, the queen was still kind of back from the door at the table, presumably. And she freaks out. She runs to the window. And, you know, at first, I, I mean, I know what happens, but at first I was like, oh yeah, does she like try to jump here? Does she call for help? Like whatever. Yeah. But guess who's standing down there looking up at the window is old Gurifisu. He is, he's just looking at her with a calm expression. He doesn't even have his Hawkeyes because I guess he already won, right? But, uh, but also pretty ballsy to even be seen in that vicinity. What if some random guard or something was like, you know, but I guess that's why 
they were all everything. Everyone was preoccupied as Foster right. with the pandemonium back at the party. Right? Plotted and planted that. Yeah, they're all going to be drawn to this other area. Right. He's gloating a little bit. He's he's just a little bit gloating. Yeah. He's uh, he's feeling his oats. You know. Uh, <laughs> what a fucking weird. Um, <laughs> but uh, I always remember Steve when that certain lady who uh, started running things at the job we were at the. the yeah. Uh, when she was like, she was newer and she was like, yeah, plus I want, I want to teach you guys like, Hey, you've had some successes. Let's like lean into your victories. And I wanted to fucking blow my brains out. Yeah. Yeah. Um, <laughs> but, uh, in game, oh, LOL Diggy says, uh, you guys are streaming with no viewers talking to yourself. That's fine. But now we have yeah. one who is you. So, Damn. um, but, uh, uh, pretty ballsy that he's out there. Like I said, um, and, uh, but he explains to the queen that, uh, it was not a poison technically. It was like a, uh, what is it? It puts you in a, in a state of death-like stasis. Yeah. So basically Romeo and Juliet right, kind of situation. Yeah. Exactly. Uh, and so, uh, and, and it could have been fatal had he taken more, but mm-hmm. he said it was worth the risk. And he says, this is war. There are no spectator seats on the battlefield, which I really love that line also real quick uh when, when they saw the smoke coming up through the the rafter or the, mm-hmm. the floorboards i guess would what it's called um have you guys seen the show arcane uh oh no the mm-hmm. league show i have not uh, okay well, eric has my stepdaddy this this won't spoil anything but for the people who have seen it there is a scene with the main villain silco mm-hmm. uh and he is having a meeting Dumb with name. his subordinates <laughs> mm-hmm. uh and he wants to really uh get them in place and so he turns off the ventilator and just lets these toxic fumes come into the room Mm. as he's talking to them oh wow and you just see them like like writhing on the floor as Mm. he's you know basically saying hey if you want to fucking go against me sure i you can die right here if you want to be follow me here's a little here's a little breath mask for you Uh, you know but he's he's just kind of reinstating his authority uh this obviously goes to uh lethal for for these guys, yes, but um, yes. but for, that, for them, they had a choice in yes. arcane. Uh, the arrogant queen, even though she's seconds away from dying, refuses to accept that Griffith got the better of her. Uh, I think she literally says, "I won't accept it," <laughs> or "I refuse to Which accept it." Which is such it. a stupid thing. Yeah, it's like, damn it, I yes. won't accept that I'm about to die right now. I won't. <laughs> uh, Griffith mic drops and walks away from the burning church. So um now Those who are defeated die <laughs> yeah yeah oh yes yeah yeah that is a cool line he's he says like basically he's like there are no there are no warriors there are no kings or queens or royalty on a battlefield those who are defeated uh, or do, those who die are the defeated that's all you right. are anymore is just you lost so if you're not uh, first you're last right. yeah <laughs> people bleed when they're sir killed. richard of Wait. bobby once said during after his famous carriage race <laughs> uh no but uh we find uh, not Mister, but Minister Foss hiding behind a statue, which is easy for him because he's apparently like three feet tall. <laughs> yeah, he's um, so small. He's like hiding behind the base of the statue, but uh, and uh, but but Foss or but Griffith expects him to be there, which is a, that now it's revealed they were maybe not allies, but working together on this plan, and hopefully now the reader is figuring out oh. This is what, you know, when he was alluding to the last couple chapters, like, how did he fucking find out? So at some point he decided to, um, uh, and we don't know why, still why, what the motivation was, but we'll find out in a second, but, uh, why he would work with someone he hated so much. But, uh, Mm -hmm. Griffith gives him a little speech, um, in answer to his question about, 
uh, how how Griffith knew. He's like, Foss is like, how did you know we were going to conspire against you? And he's like, I didn't. Or he says, how would you do it for a plan? And he's like, I didn't know what it was. But he just, he he's like, but I, I bet on you who was scared shitless of me when I gave you my Hawkeyes in the hallway. And I knew that a, t- a man who's terrified of somebody else is going to do two things. He's going to be subordinate. Uh, what does he say? Subordinate under his wings, which is a funny, again, Falcon kind of thing. Hawk thing. Uh, or strike. Or, yeah, or he'll fucking try to kill him at all costs and take him out, right? Yeah. So um, Griffith rips up the blood oath that all the co-conspirators signed and says, with his fucking like <laughs> childlike smile, I was like, I hope we can be amicable henceforth. Like, let's not let any, you know, bygones be bygones or get in the way of uh, uh, our future friendship, right? And so, mm-hmm. um, and then Griffith says, I'll return what was promised, which was Minister Foss's daughter, Elise. So you, you know, father, and they hug. Uh, Mira does a good job of drawing her like she is, not a freak, but like she is his daughter like her face is very round and yeah she's shorter than him and stuff like that. i mean i miss most daughters are shorter than their their fathers when they're that young <laughs> at least at some uh, point yeah, yeah. yeah. <laughs> um but uh anyway so now we realize that griffith uh you know basically kidnapped or threatened the daughter to get foss to do all this right so has to be 18 inches tall though that's yeah. <laughs> to ride this ride um but uh yeah griffith meets with a crew of very like Charles Dickensian lowlifes that were hired to kidnap the five ghosts of Christmas. Yeah, whatever. Yeah, exactly. <laughs> very Cockney sounding. Yes. Oh, yes. Got... Their teeth. Won't <laughs> <off Joel. Yeah. laughs> oh, I had to follow her from school for a week or whatever <laughs> one says. So yeah, they, they were tracking, um, minister Foss's daughter. They kidnapped her, but you know, she was fine. She was unhurt. And, uh, you know, the one, one of them is like, we'd very much like to keep working with you for a long time, sir. And then, Griffith has guts kill them too immediately. Because <laughs> um, well, they're like, yeah, we can use this and, and blackmail them for more money later. Right. <laughs> like, okay, and then Guts is about to take the fucking money, uh, sack of money, and Griffith is like, uh, he's he's like, hey, leave it. They at least earned it still. And and then Guts has a very anime anime little insert where he's like, oh, hell of a waste. He's like, his yeah. face is like, fuck, I'm going to leave this whole fucking sack of dough. But um, uh, But Guts wonders to Griffith, because uh, now it's back to one of the last times being true buds here. Uh, Guts wonders if it's safe to leave. What does he say? The little guy alive. And Griffith yeah. isn't really worried baldy. about it. Yeah, he's <laughs> yeah. like he's not too worried about it. He says, hey, I think he's going to at the very least lay low for a while. And we'll cross that bridge when we come to it. If he, if he tries to do an uprising again. But now Foss knows Griffith's power, right? And his yeah. his um, his uh, his his own counter subterfuge tactics here so it's like the people who would like leave a spider alive in their garden because they know like well i mean it knows that i could fucking kill it if i need to but yeah i'm not gonna because you know i don't really care but i have the power and they know i have the power uh to squash it yes (laughs) and in the meantime it's doing a job yeah which is killing pests that you don't want in your house right but yes which um, those pests were the queen apparently so (laughs) yeah um but uh and then he has a very uh, oh yeah shoujo moment do you do you think i'm cool yeah this is really interesting i forgot about this this dialogue exchange here where griffith asks guts does he think he's cruel for doing all this crazy assassination shit without getting his hands dirty at all. He's like, he's like, I've had you just do all the real fucking work. And, uh, but, and so it's interesting to see Griffith with some sort of like vestige of regret 
here, right? Like there's, there is still a human, all of the, the promotion and, you know, like Griffith is, Oh, Griffith seemed really far away lately and all that stuff. Like we kind of get Griffith being, um, being Griffith again, like it just his, you know, Guts's leader, but kind of friend bro Griffith, right. Mm. And being vulnerable with, with Guts again. And, and this is, this is the last little bromance section with them, you know? And, uh, uh, Guts always hitting people too. Like yes, they, they yeah. all have the same expression when they, they, they get, they get hit too. Yes. It's like this kind of like, whoa, yep. wide eyed. <laughs> uh, and again, I'll keep saying it probably the last comedic moment between the two characters ever since the 90s so uh and it's this is like it's here oh sorry sorry i'm skipping ahead guts just laughs it off and he's like it's like that's a fucking stupid question he's like what kind of question is that for a guy who's killed a hundred men is you know, is something cruel <laughs> which, I, yeah. which i like and he's like ain't this just part of the path to your dream he's like you still believe that don't you like come on which is so funny that guts is recentering griffith's bl- like not blind but his his insane ambition to gain a kingdom for himself right and uh also the uh ending of that chapter where they're just kind of like walking off into the distance very cool shot yeah but also um talking about like oh yeah like you didn't notice probably but like casca show up wearing wearing a dress oh yes yeah yeah and he's like isn't that cool <laughs> yeah he's like and but i really? thought yeah really <laughs> is that so yeah uh but i thought it was interesting because it's like it relates to later when judo is talking yeah. to guts of like griffith is never gonna see casca He's right. never going to see her. Right, right. Um, and Guts is actually like, hey, like, look at her. She was wearing a dress. Yeah, that yeah. That was fucking cool. Yep. And it's like this this change. And I love, there's a line later where Judo says, like, does do they even know that they've started to change or something? Yes. But anyway, about this Casca, is like, yeah, yeah. yes, about her. And then kind of Guts says the same thing, but about himself. Yes, yeah, yeah. Um, but yeah, anyway, leading into the next chapter, One Snowy Night. Yes. Um, Griffith returns to the party everyone you know the core band of the hawk uh uh you know unit commanders whatever and rickert are super stoked to see guts Casca runs to him first um and she's crying you know she's so relieved he's alive and he says they woke daddy they woke daddy (laughs) (laughs) i'll tell you Casca, they woke the wrong daddy (laughs) um but uh uh, he says, I must have really worried you, Casca. And and it's, you know, it's a very, this was like, I was shocked that even though I know, and this is, this is where Miura does, the golden age arc is essential for many things, but like, and I, I would probably say this is the most important prequel, and even though it's not, but like prequel period in almost any media I've ever seen, because without this it would be it, the the rest of the series would not mean almost anything right because you have to kind of fall in love with griffith too to for it to be tragic and for you to truly hate him with the things that he does per, not too far off from now right so yeah. um for him like i was actually like tearing up for and i've you know i've had an emotional day but tearing up for casca and the band of the hawk because of their love for griffith too and and just and it and it is just such a warm moment, and then you see, you know, guts who's like uh, letting everyone else have their moment. He's still standing. He's separating himself now, right? And he, it, it's kind of it too. It, what I, for, I I wrote it. I, I just skipped past it right before this chapter starts. It really is the moment in the woods there when when he's like, "Hey, come on! Like, what are you talking about? This isn't you. Just fucking stick to your dream and whatever." Right? This is like where even though we see it physically in the duel 
you know, very soon here. That's actually the moment where Guts has transcended over Griffith, where he is now the one who is more together, basically, and Griffith's the one with self-doubt. Um, so it's a really interesting role reversal in that moment where Guts is the confident one, and for once, Griffith is not. And so hmm. uh, almost priming Griffith, right? It's keeping it fresh that Griffith is capable of weakness sometimes. or Well, not weakness, but vulnerability, I will say, right? And we see that a lot with the duel, obviously. But um, but anyway, um, I must have really worried you, blah, blah, blah. Uh, yeah, Guts, Guts is outside. And also, this is like... This is the last happy moment, really, that Guts was a part of, and we'll see the the kind of the core band of the Hawk happy and together too. Yeah. So, um, ah, here we go. Sword now funeral. Yes, the funeral. The knights on the right row of the king king's procession with his daughter Charlotte are holding their long swords, their two handed swords, incorrectly by what we would call the axe or baseball grip. The, so, the knights on the left are holding them correctly by having space between their hands and gripping the pommel with their left hand, or their off hand, right? And mm-hmm. so, like, you can even see that there's space between some of the here and then over here. It's, it's very, like, I wonder why he chose one way versus the other. <laughs> and it seems delicious. It's easier one- to draw. I get, yeah, maybe from the perspective, like drawing the thumb that way or whatever. But I, it was like, I was like, I could not stop looking. I was like, this, this seems so deliberate, but also so arbitrary at the same time. But I guess with like, for the people on the right, it might be like less obvious that there is the end to the sword, like the, right. the pommel part. Yeah. So, I mean, I guess, but they, they're also, they're not, you know, they're not about to fight. So I guess they could just be holding it up right. for no fucking yeah, reason. Yeah. But yeah, if you were going to fight with a long sword like that, a two hand one you would have one right next to the cross guard and you would have one at the base with the, the pommel there yes. so that you could kind of joystick it around and turn it and twist it. In any way you needed yes. To. I frequently uh, yeah. have to tell new people to choke down instead of choke up. Um, but uh, the narrator tells us rare kind of just general narrator. Okay, Booker, or my dog Booker is <laughs> mashing her way through our legs here. Um, my dog, my dog Booker is like Luke Cage. She she's always forward. She hates backing up. She never backs up. So when you need her to get out of the way, she just mashes her way forward and never <laughs> scoots back and it drives <laughs> us nuts. But um, anyway, uh, the narrator tells us that hey, the queen's having a funeral. It was it was a somber event. Whatever, we'll save the queen, and basically that. Uh, all of the all of the murders that happened, of which there were a lot, kind of just faded into what is a vanished into darkness by way of just kind of becoming rumor above like Tudor spies, yeah. um, Tudor spies coming in and farting and and lighting their farts, and that's what blew up the, the Tudor um, Tudors, the, yeah, yeah, <laughs> what blew up the uh, the chapel there. But and then it cuts to one month later, so uh, we do not see what happens in that month, other than the funeral. Right? It's a little illusion, but. Uh, Big time. And it's a little wintry now. Yes, there is snow on the ground. Um, Guts is packing up quietly and sneaking out of what seem to be like the the barracks of the band of the hawk, and yes. they they seem to be holed up in the chapel that they blew up that they you know uh, burned the tower of to kill the queen and her conspirators, which is kind of funny, but almost like another fuck you of like, oh, we'll make this our headquarters <laughs> here, <laughs> uh, even though no one but Griffith and Guts know what happened. Um, but yeah, Guts is, he's packing up a classic hobo bag 
and slinging it over his either his neck or his sword uh, grip or whatever, which is kind of funny. But yes. um, and Casca wakes up and notices that something's up. She's hearing some sort of commotion. Uh, it's uh, cuts to Corcus and uh, Judo walking back from somewhere late at night or early morning, whatever. Pick you know, pick which one. But uh, Corcus uh, like so anyway. I started blasting. Yeah, he's <laughs> yeah he's like uh, he's he's bragging about some chick that he saw. Yeah, but then he sees uh, they see Casca running out. And they're like, ah, she must have to take a piss or something like that. Yeah. And um, Casca catches up to Guts and she tries to convince him to stay. Right. And she's like, she's like, come on. Like everyone, the next few, like, you know, bunch of next bunch of pages is everyone going like, what are you doing? You, you have just gained all of this status and recognition and wealth and power. And now you're going to leave. Right. Um, and sh- she does the same. She tries to convince him to stay. She's like, hey, this is like a fresh start and a level up. And she's like, come on, like. We had really bad blood, you know, by t- Taylor Swift, Taylor's version, of course. So she gets the money and recognition for the um, the plays on Spotify. But um, she's like, we've had bad blood, right? And now it's better. And she's like, come on, everything's better now. Like, she's very vulnerable and just like, come on. I think stay. you're hot now. Um, yeah, just- exactly. <laughs> you're hottie with a body now. Um, oh, I also skipped over. I, I teared up uh, when Guts was looking back at his chest armor. And a broken, broken sword, sword too, yeah. man. I was like, "Fucking, that hit me in the feels, dog." But he um, the door, uh, the yeah, door still there. And he, yeah, he looks back kind of longingly and sad. But um, uh, and he says, "Like, I can't remain buried in his dream like this." And he's like, "I hope things go well with you and Griffith." So, friend zoning himself again. Oh, and, he's always doing that. Yeah, <laughs> uh, Corgus and Judo followed them, however. And Judo very calmly is just like, hey, come talk with us a while. And it's it's cool that Guts doesn't resist, right? Because it would have been it would have been very predictable for Guts to be like, no, I have to go right this second and like leave whatever, right? But uh, he goes to the fucking tavern with them, you know, late at night or again, I don't know if it's late night, early morning, but goes to the tavern. They're having some drinks and some food. And also uh, Judo's winter coat. I just looked at it. It has bicep cutouts. Like, do you, yes, do you guys yeah, see that? yeah, yeah. It's like these <laughs> openings. So if he had to flex really hard, yes. there would be no yeah. you know, nothing in the way. Yeah, I've never seen a coat that has just cutouts specifically there. Yeah, it's, it's kind of funny. that's something to point out too. Is, is all of the band of the hog? I mean, we'll see their kind of like Christian rock band slash boy band like J pop cover later when the the scene <laughs> opens to them on the snowy field hmm. and they're all in their winter best you know but their outfits are really cool like they have like they're the much nicer. they have like fur lined thing yeah because now that these are these are now clothing worn by noble people yeah right? it's been a month they're they're living the life yes yeah. um and uh judo is trying to to just get Guts's reasoning, right? He's not really judging. He's just like, what, are you, what what's going on? Come on, talk to me. But then Corcus, of course, is disgusted with Guts. Of Corcus. <laughs> <laughs> and he he cannot stand that Guts is seems so uppity, right? And that's really what Corcus is all about. Is he he hates that Guts is calm, cool, and collected. He always seems to have things figured out. Uh, but and and that makes him, you know, Corcus is a loudmouth. Corcus is always uh fucking over over pro- like uh, professing all of his emotions his needs like whatever yeah and um he's you know he's very he's, he's a non-stoic he's anti-stoic he's a Guts stinker very stoic, he's a stinker. Right? <laughs> you got stoics and you got stinkers son something um, i found really interesting about this chapter it made me think about like judo and corcus's relationship what i which i hadn't yeah. really thought of before yeah yeah but they they actually seem like they're decently close right and like wondering how like a mediator like judo like deals with someone who's just 
constantly waking up and choosing violence like right, right, right. like Corcus. Yeah. like he's like oh do i just have to like always like you know simmer him down a little bit or right you know take care of what, what he's started but like he, he Corcus really seems to respect judo yeah, like, yeah. There, there are moments where he's like looking at him he's like okay you know like i'll, I'll listen to you and stuff he doesn't he doesn't have contention with anyone except for right. guts really like even even rickard he's not really Corcus and rickard aren't really you know having bad blood either so right right Taylor's version. Yeah. Um, but uh <laughs> uh I also Steel's version. It was it was interesting. <laughs> <laughs> I, I wondered too a, a little bit later when Judo is talking about how Corcus was the leader of a band of thieves back in the that day. That was also I forgot yeah. about that. that and it made it also made me wonder, was Judo one of those thieves? And that's why they're friends. I don't know. I mean, Judo is friends with I everyone. Would say probably you no, know? but he Judo seems like he would have been a past rogue, right? right? Oh, he, Judo said he was part of a circus, circus or something. Yes. That's right. Okay, yeah, never mind. Yeah. But uh still. Um but still I could be right. <laughs> Even though factually it's a correct <laughs> text. Um but uh but yeah, so yeah, Corcus is disgusted that they've all worked so hard and Guts to him, Guts is just throwing it away. And but but Guts is just saying he's like, I loved my time with the Hawks. It gave me a better life. It made me without in so many words, like it made me a, like a, a better person, right? Or a better soldier, a better whatever, right? A, a more balanced person. But all he knows how to do is swing a sword. Yeah, that fucking that. Oof, that like that just because he because Guts is almost like I mean, to Corcus's point, almost robotic at this point. And he says, Corcus is like, you can swing a sword, but you can't swing a woman, huh? Because he's, he's basically saying all this nobility perk, all the perks of nobility are wasted on a fucking idiot like you. Yeah. And Guts is just like, I can't do anything but swing my sword. And I was just like, fuck. Like, it's like, that's like cool and badass, but really sad at the same time, you know? Like and, and the next line really got to me, which was like, yes. but it was all right if one person, anyone, yeah. had looked my way. Yes. And it's like, it cuts to like this far off shot of like Gambino. Yes. As he's dying. Yes. Uh, gosh. And, and then, and then there's like a little, there's a little campfire of dreams, like effect. Yes. I like, I saw that too. Yeah, yeah. Uh, right after that. It's that, that line, like you were saying, I was like tearing up too because when when you grow up with emotionally negligent parents and especially a father who are like you are so fucking desperate for an acknowledgement of anything that you're interested or can do and it is it is like you know I was going to say it's like you're it's like you're in like a thirst trap for it or something Wait, that's what? very different but uh but no like like him saying that it's like when you're so desperate for a fucking molecule of a crumb of acknowledgement from your parental figure, your guardian, whatever. Um, And it also goes into continuing in these conversations of how guts even says later, he's like, I'm not fucking good enough for Casca in in this, at my current state. You know, he's like, he's not saying like he's in love with her, but it's clear that he has feelings for her. And he says like, I have to, even though Casca would probably want him just as he is, he doesn't have the self, the self worth that comes from any sort of healthy childhood where you were like acknowledged, yeah. encouraged, loved, touched, like whatever, you know, what he's seeing, right. Is like, he's always been viewing life as like battlefield and battlefield prowess. Like, is this person like really good on the battlefield? I respect them. Right. Like he sees Griffith, this crazy, uh, you know, genius commander. And he sees that Casca sees that in Griffith of saying, yeah. like, it's not like yeah, oh, worships him. Yeah. So he's like, I can't be worshiped unless I'm that. Yes. yes, that's a great way to and, put it. And Steve. he, he yeah. knows, like, it, you can kind of tell. He's like, I mean, I, I get it that Casca that probably would still like me right now. Yeah. But for my own sake and for hers, 
Like I want to like uh, honor both of those ideas right. by becoming my own dr- version of that, of, of a dream. Yeah. So was that yeah. what you were going to say earlier, Steve, or did you have something else? No, no, same. Yeah. That he's, he need he's trying to ascend to Griffith's level so that he can be, you know, worshiped by Casca as well. If that is who, what his real feelings are. Right. To be worthy of it. Right. And then he says like, but, but Griffith was the first person that in a long time that he wanted to have look at him, right? Acknowledge him and respect him. Yeah. And he, and he even said like something about him made you think it could happen. And he's referencing that, you know, this, this fucking guy who's common born, he has nothing and he's trying to get everything, yeah. but he actually made you believe it could happen. Right. And mm-hmm. so, you know, all going back to campfire dream stuff. Right. And so, but then gut says critical things here. He says, and, and we kind of know all this before as the reader, but now Judo and Corcus are learning this, right? He's like, he says, but strangely, the more clear that becomes, the more dazzling he is in my eyes. Uh, I've had enough of looking up at him from inside his dream. He's and then the, Corcus is like, yo, yeah, yes. I did not think this was going to yes, be. Yes, yeah. <laughs> overshare much? Yes. Uh, <laughs> uh, and he says, he's the only one I can't stand looking down on me. And I mean, again, like this kind of shit, having the conversation I had with my dad for the first time in five years and going through in therapy, letting go of the need for him to acknowledge me was one of my most, if not the most challenging part of my therapy that, and so I connecting with guts like this was just like, fuck. And, and, and also then realizing like part of the time, the emotional response comes from, Oh, not just because the character says this, this means that the author of this has either gone through this himself, knows like he's intimately involved with this very sad, challenging concept about your own self-worth and family dynamics and what is a, what is apparent to you, like all that kind of stuff. And so, so then, then you actually feel kind of a, a commiseration and a kinship, which I think is why so many people respond to berserk because it is about struggling in literally every form one can struggle yeah. <laughs> physically mentally emotionally trauma like all that stuff right and so uh it's reasons like that and again like i loved this book before but now there's a whole other layer and then for me too maybe that um guts isn't trying to do guts is now what is 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 about to take himself out of a situation because he doesn't want Griffith to just be using him as a chess piece anymore. He wants to be playing his own game. Right. And I literally told my dad today, like I, I gave him some examples of like the couple last straws of why I stopped talking, but I literally told him today these words and I'm paraphrasing. I'm trying to quote myself, but I, I said, I said, dad, it's kind of like those old movies, like from like the forties and stuff in the fifties where a character gets fed up with being treated like shit. And he goes, well, he's not going to have Joey Marzola to push around anymore. You know? And I, and I said, so I took myself out of our relationship because I couldn't keep being treated badly by you. I realized I deserve more. I deserve better than that. Mm-hmm. And he totally agreed. Right. And he, he knew he got it, you know, which was good. But point being connecting it with this guts is doing the same thing right now. He's like, I have to not for the, not that he was like, you know, neglected and abused by Griffith or whatever, but there is a sense of 
he's not saying this, but there's a sense of him being used and he wants to be autonomous, right? In in the simplest terms. So in, in, in another way, right? Another perspective of that. I, I had a friend who uh, a long time ago, his girlfriend, he she broke up with him because she was like, I don't know who I am. Mm-hmm. And I've been with you for like a year, two years or something. Mm-hmm. And I feel like I am your person. Mm-hmm. I feel like I am this per you know insert name here's girlfriend yeah but i don't know who i am at all like i just exist with you i right. exist in your life yes and i don't know what i like anymore yeah. it's, it, and hearing that was very freaky to me yes. because I, like yeah. i knew this person and we hung out and stuff yeah and just like so her getting out of that situation is also a very like because you know guts and griffith they do have a relationship of some sort right? yeah they, you know, whether it's friendship or like commander and, and soldier right etc right best homies top and bottom uh <laughs> <laughs> water park frolickers uh i want us both to be versatile <laughs> <laughs> only then could i call him my equal both will be top of right, our dreams. Right. Wait. <laughs> um, but yeah, this could be that kind of situation too, where it's like guts doesn't, he doesn't know what Wait, he is. Really quick side note, just because I think it's really funny, yeah. but we could make a black hole supply hat. That's that is called a top hat, but it's just a normal <laughs> hat that says I fuck guys in the ass. <laughs> Cause it's a hat. It says I wear right. Top. Oh, yeah. right. <laughs> Yeah, the the censored version is I'm a top, right? Right. And this is my top. At the right. bottoms, it just says, you know, yeah. Parentheses. Yeah, this is my top hat. Parentheses. I fuck guys. Right. Parentheses. I, fuck, I'll, I'll get fucked. I wear a lot of hats. Right. <laughs> Sorry, a man of continue. many hats. Yeah. yeah. Okay. Hey, um, yeah, it could, it could be like this kind of situation with um, Guts and Griffith. Uh, just Guts, not he. He said, "Hey, I don't know how to do anything except for wield a sword." Right. I haven't really grown uh much mm-hmm. in terms of my own dream I, I he's grown emotionally for yeah. sure like he's you we've gotten to see a lot of a softer side to him he you know yeah. whether it's casca or judo mediating or even just him talking with griffith and having a good time like yeah. we don't see guts having a good time a lot right right, so right all of that is good but he he like half of his soul is missing essentially right so in anyway. psychological terms this would be known in like kind of family systems theory uh, this would be known as guts just trying to differentiate himself from like that's He's the middle it, child, right? I mean, <laughs> and 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 you know, all children, if they you know healthily healthy child parent relationships, they should be encouraged to differentiate themselves too, and not be like trapped there because like, of empty nest syndrome or whatever. Whatever, insert you know selfish parent parental need, right? Mm-hmm. And he's trying to differentiate meaning I am not just a part of this family. I am my own person or I want to find out who I am. So it's a very common. I am the berserk. Right. <laughs> I need to find the move where I click L3 and R3 when I'm fully charged up and unleash really powerful attacks for a limited amount of time yes. until that gauge fills up again. Right. Yes, so, yes, yes. um, but, uh, but anyway, so, um, uh, Oh, this was like fucking beefy queefy as well. Uh, Corcus is fucking pissed about. He's yapping. Yeah, he and he, he's, he's just yapping. <laughs> he's so just much. like he's like unrealized dreams. Shut the fuck. He's like unrealized dreams are idiots and cowards' ways to not to explain that they don't want to accept reality for what it is. Which means you work your ass off. If you're a common born person, you have to work your ass off and hope that you squeak out a fucking nanoparticle of your dream right charlie but the, sheen said winning what about losing <laughs> How about, have you ever thought about that Hashtag fucking losing, losers 
Um, but uh, and and guts just looks at him and he goes, "You mean you don't have something like that?" <laughs> it was cold like, as fucking fuck. crazy. But oh but I don't think God. but I don't think guts meant it to be cold. I think guts is like was like an android who's now learning to be human. And I think he assumes everyone would probably have a dream of their own that they want, right? And now that he, it's like a new concept yeah. to him, right? And then Judo does say, like, hey, there's no one who doesn't. Like, right. when yeah. he's talking. And so, of course, Corcus, of Corcus, Corcus he like, does. Oh, fuck this. I'm uh, out of here. Yeah. But Corcus <laughs> isn't emotionally, ugh, emotionally mature enough to right. handle guts right. at his coldest. <laughs> and cold, not in the sense of harsh, but cold in the sense of, damn, that's a cold. Yes. <laughs> uh, but yes. So uh, um, he had a little talk with Judo. Yeah, and, Judo. Uh, yeah, Judo thinks that this my favorite it, homie from the Golden Age. Right. He's he, he's like uh, he's like no. This he's like it is weird objectively that you're leaving. He's like he's like it's 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 strange that you just got all this stuff and now you're kind of turning your back on it, right? But he's not judging him. He understands. He accepts why yeah. uh, Berserk is doing it, right? And so um, uh, he walks him out of town. He's like, "Come on, I'll walk you out." And he goes. Hey man, what's up with you and Casca, bro? And uh, and Guts is like, you know, protesting too much. He's like, "What's that supposed to be?" And he's like, all indignant. And Grandma, he, not every girl I talk to right? is my girlfriend. <laughs> uh, exactly. And he's like, uh, uh, he's he's like, hey, no, she's she's fucking got a boner for Griffith. She doesn't have a boner for me. And Judo explains something that you know we kind of all know, but it's it was nice to hear a character say it. Um, that. Griffith will never be anything meaningful romantically with Casca because she can't provide anything for him. She can't help him take the next step up the ladder. She cannot help him ascend. Right. Like he, and basically judo says, bro, he's been pining over Charlotte to fast track himself to a a secure position in the royalty. Right. And so um, by his design, I thought that was a cool line because it's like, Oh, she likes him probably by his design. Yes. Oh, that's, you know, yeah, he says something like he's scheming. When he caught her, he was fast tracking himself up the up the rungs, up the line, right? Yeah, and the, so the royal ladder. And uh, also the the shot of Charlotte in kind of just the uh, you know the royal sense with the, yeah. the the crest in the background. I I didn't notice this because it just you you focus on so much of the other stuff. The your eye doesn't go to her tiny little crown, but I thought that's yes. kind of yeah, kind yeah. of a cool touch. <laughs> yeah, she already has a headdress, and then it's like let me just put that little right. like the 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 king boo crown right right on her on her head or like or yeah. the bowsette i guess right. crown right oh yeah for those who know <laughs> uh, <laughs> not canon not canon right. <laughs> i did i did tell very uh, canon i told sarah <laughs> the lore of bowsette when we were when, lore? when we were in line at the mario kart ride oh, at uh, universal studios so wait what's the what's the is there lore she I had just never heard of bowsette before oh, so i told her what it was like yeah, how it came kind of about yes. i see well, even even separate uh, lore too, but uh, uh, somebody asked Shigeru Miyamoto, creator of Mario and you know and Zelda and stuff, Link and Zelda and stuff, mm-hmm. um, if uh, when when faced with the concept of uh, Bowser or AKA King Koopa having the Koopalings, which are his his eight seven children, whatever mm-hmm. that you have to fight in their first appearance in Super Mario Bros. Three on the Nintendo NES. Um, they they asked him the journalist asked him hey so if bowser has kids who are his, who's his who are their mother yeah and and miyamoto just said me because <laughs> 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 you know he created them he's a creator yeah. he wasn't trying to be like gross or creepy but it's funny, funny like funny. me <laughs> i'm your mother <Yeah>. now <laughs> 
Um, anyway, so uh, Guts then reminisces um, how after all this Charlotte stuff, yeah, he reminisces back to uh, a month ago when he killed all those people uh, at the party or after the party or during whatever. And uh, Griffith was explaining when they're walking through the woods that he didn't tell he didn't not tell the Hawks his plans, uh, faking his own death and all that, not because he didn't trust them, but he wanted to. This is like it sounds nice, but this is a leader not being upfront with his people for his own needs. Right. It's very narcissistic where he's like, I didn't want them to see this nasty, messy side of myself. And I wanted to keep because because I don't want them to like be any less inspired or whatever by me. I want them to be happy and like again. I at, at this point, it's like I want them to be a perfect little sheep or perfect little ostriches with their heads in the sand, so they can just keep thinking the world is great and that we're on the up and up and rising and whatever. Right. So, if you, and if you guys recall, like the the moment that Casca calls out to Griffith and sees him standing in the the silhouette when he's younger mm-hmm. with that crinkly old man. Oh yeah, uh, and she's like, "Oh shit!" Like he's actually doing something. Yeah, uh, and like he only told Casca, or he didn't even tell her. She she just is the only one who knew about yes. that that moment. And of yeah, course, yeah. guts because Casca told him. Yeah, but like he's keeping this this you know that the morale stat in those civilization yeah. games is a real. All <laughs> right, right. right. <laughs> this is exactly why. Yeah. Like he's. I mean, I don't know if it's necessarily a malicious thing that he's doing this for. Like he's not trying to like. Uh, yeah, he doesn't lie think to so. these people. Yeah, and he. I don't even know if it's like hyper narcissistic narcissistic but i everything he does is really narcissistic yeah and that like, and that's and that's I the tragic part about these like hype what who end up as nurse like hyper narcissists like sociopaths is that it's all just little steps along the yeah. way of losing your humanity right like it's a small thing but it it's very morale based but also like it's griffith and yeah. in that following shot when they're reminiscing where it's, it shows guts with the hat yeah his back is facing him the tree branches yes are white yeah yeah so recall this about i don't know 200 chapters right, later right. yeah <laughs> and something interesting yeah. uh, a little callback to yeah. this moment perhaps. he's found uh, the erd tree from mm. elden ring yeah, uh, <laughs> I wonder where that was inspired from. Uh-huh. That earth tree. Uh. Um, but yeah. Uh, but yeah, so so Judo asks guts again. He's like, so come on, how? Why don't you try to like date Casca? Like, because now, yeah, like, but why not though? I've just told yeah, I've just told you why she's never going to be with Griffith, and he's never going to want her. And wouldn't you like to be uh, to hold like? Did you say to like, have would you like to hold her? Or something? Yes, he's like he's like. Wouldn't it be nice to have her? Or have you ever thought about what it'd be like to have her? And oh, uh, okay, my translation, which. I actually liked my translation a yeah. little bit better. Wouldn't it be nice to pork, pork, pork her, <laughs> oink, oinky, make it a sweaty bed? <laughs> I, I did see. I didn't see a translation uh, where that everyone just curses three times more, which is really funny. Uh, but this is not that. Um, but the version I saw was ever think you'd like to hold her, and I was like, uh, that's that's such a sweet thing right. and like genuine yeah, yeah. thing to say. Um, so funny too because that's a that's a classic like translational context thing it's like the the phrase in japanese probably could mean both depending on context so different translators will pick something different depending on what they want it to sound like and then the best ones will will accentuate it by picking the right english word or phrase right to to match it but because there's the counterpoint before of like shouldn't she want to be held by him him right. and griffith and then reversing it and saying, oh hey, yes yeah yeah ever think you'd like to uh, hold her Nice little uh, bookend yeah. there. In my mind, that'll be the canon version, right? Yes. <laughs> but uh, yeah, and, just, and and this is where Guts says, like, he's like, I'm not, he's like, I'm not good enough for her right now. I gotta, 
I got to go level up, you know, I got to go become the, the Chad meme. Right. And uh, right now, I, I do like how right now I'm a little too Wojak and I got to be Chad. Okay. <laughs> a little soy yeah. right now. Uh, I do like how Guts is, his introspective side yeah. comes out whenever he's talking to Judo. Like, he, yeah, yeah. He, he initially starts with like, oh yeah, I mean, she's like a homie on the battlefield. Wait, wait, wait. That's not it. Yeah. That's not it. Yep. Honestly, like he, he, he goes for it, right? The, yeah. The full page shot too. of yeah. Like just Guts's face is very cool. And, and also showing too, like how for such a long time, he only ever was reactive really for anything, right? He wasn't, he wasn't a leader. He, he, he wasn't prompted to share his emotions unless somebody opened, like opened the door and said, here, it's safe in here. It's fine. Go ahead. You mm. know, kind of thing. And that, and that's all going into why he wants to leave and just, you know, uh, represent himself, represent himself differently. But, and the um, reason, sorry, the reason no. why I loved the translation of it saying, wouldn't you like to hold her? Mm -hmm. And the counterpoint of the Griffith thing earlier is because he then says for now, my hands are full with just me. And I was yes, like, Oh, yeah, yeah. that's fucking yes, cool. Yeah, yeah. Like, uh, like yeah. obviously you could just be like, Oh yeah, my hands are full. Right. Like with just myself, yeah. I, I got to take care of my own shit, but Dog, like, no, I got to work on me right now. I can't hold any more <laughs> yeah. of these things. Cause Right. I'm holding myself, right. I'm holding my balls up, you know. Also, uh, I don't know if you guys have seen recently, but the past week or so, the new Berserk meme that has been making it around in the mainstream, you know, fucking insert whatever influencers, game Twitch streamers, e-girls, YouTubers, whatever. Uh, it's the it's <laughs> they've photoshopped the scene from the '97 anime where Guts is. I think it's after the Battle of Doldry, and he's bandaged up with his sword. And he's sitting there and it's kind of a, sh a shot of his back sitting on a log or something. And they photoshopped it. So he has no pants on and you see his butt what? crack. But the meme is just, why do my balls have a stitch? <laughs> like, why do you, why does every man have that kind of scarry looking nutsack stitch in the middle of his nutsack? Like kind of oh, thing. But it's yeah. like, what? like everyone's what? been sharing that. Why do my balls have a stitch? <laughs> um, but anyway, but, uh, uh, oh, he says, um, he, he wants to be better for her. He doesn't want to be just someone who can kill, right? He wants to, as he's feeling these burgeoning feelings of love, something is telling him that he needs to know how to like, again, be proactive about it and not just kind of like fumble through it the whole time, you know? Yeah. Um, and uh, he he's also like, again, an, another classic example of a child who did not have their emotional needs met and had usually, you know, narcissistic parents. Uh, he he feels like he has to overperform, right? Just to she already likes him, and she probably would like him just as he is. Two minutes is enough, right? And it's like, but it's like he feels like he has to go above and beyond to be good enough for the first girl he likes ever, right? And it's yeah. like, and you want to be like, bro, it's okay, like you're 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 enough, you know what I mean? You are enough, like in mm -hmm. Barbie, but um, but anyway, um. And then we got the yes, Joe, album Joe, cover. <laughs> Joe brings him to the clearing. No, Judo brings him to the clearing outside the castle. And we see, at least so far, Casca, Corcus, Pippin, and Rickert in a, yeah, very much in a uh, J-pop, K-pop, whatever, you know, Christian rock band album cover. Uh, the art is actually, I will say, never bad, but it's inconsistent, these chapters. Some of it's fucking amazing. Like that shot's really good. Mm -hmm. But then the shot in just a little bit where he and, and Griffith are on guard with each other. It's a cool 
frame of the shot, but the art isn't actually that cool, like great. Except the background art's always well, like good. the you far off. Yeah, you the, see the, the castles and stuff, but it's like it's like it's it's kind of wonky looking in in the in terms of his Mira's. That's the one that actually is and, great in the anime. Yes, it's really uh, good because it shows like the the motion really helps that yeah, scene yeah. Uh, of sh- the wind blowing, you right. know, the snow coming down, the the light kind of rising as the the, yes. the day breaks. Um, but yeah, we get we get to see a uh, little Rickert. Yeah. I always every time I see Rickert in like something not his battle clothes, I'm like, holy shit, this dude is young. Like, yes. oh yeah, look at how small he is. Yeah, he's a cute little fucking yeah. nine year old kid. Yeah, he's got his snow cat, his and beanie he's been on, and in <laughs> all of these fucking battles yes. on the front lines, <laughs> yes, yeah. like, huh? <laughs> That's why I love this dude. Yeah. There, there's more reasons later. And, uh, we don't we don't always see that because he's like it. It would be easy to say like, and it actually would be kind of cool if Mira had done a thing where like he's always teamed up with Pippin, so it's like little kid and big fucking yeah, mon- you know. Th- but we don't. We see him on his own fucking horse and stuff, or running yeah. around by himself, cutting so down people. That makes him even people, more yeah. more of a badass. But yeah. um, but yeah, uh, uh, they're all they're all like, come on, guts. You were gonna leave without saying goodbye. Blah blah blah. And Casca knows. You know, she feels bad because she knows this is not what Guts wanted. She, she has gives this look, the side like, eye. <laughs> but, um, yeah. but she, I mean, she looks fucking gorgeous in these snow clothes too. Like it's like the dress, meh. But in these clothes, like it's the first time where I, as a reader, I'm like, wow, she's like such a beautiful girl. And I think it's just because of the contrast between yes, the white. I was gonna say the black and know. white actually does this scene really well. Yeah. Um, because I think maybe even better than like like you can imagine the colors, but like yeah. It's, just the 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 textured material yeah. that's shown with her her scarf, yes. her hat, it's it's great. It's great. Um, because I think in the anime, the the non white furry part are also brown. It's like a br- like so light, it, light tan, yeah. Or because then it like takes away from her skin being brown. tanner too, and stuff yeah, like that. Yeah. So takes away from Danny Tanner, from Joey Tanner. No, Joey wasn't a tanner in Full House. He was just their friend. Joey, yeah, I no, think so. Cut it out. Yeah. Uh, a little full house reference there, but um, uh, then we get a Griffith looking. Yes, very sorry, yeah. Griff, Griffith is like waiting behind Pippin, who's like a human wall. <laughs> yeah, that's he, true. He comes because you know, it was. It's a little like reveal that Griffith is even there. He doesn't like guts. Doesn't know that at first, and Griffith confirms with guts. He's like, "Hey, so you're leaving, huh?" And guts says, "I'm sorry." He's like, "Yeah, I'm sorry." And Rickert's still mad and goes up and you know fucking rants at guts again. And Judo's like, "Hey." Just stop. You, you, he says, uh, Rickert, cut it out. He already and, explained to the audience, Rickert. Don't you know? <laughs> uh, he says, it's a man's decision. Hush and let him go. And I'm like, oh, man. Like a little, again, like Judo's like trying to teach Rickert also how to be a man by letting, so- you can't cling to everyone all the time. But that's rough because he is a fucking little kid and his little dumb snow beanie and stuff like that. Yes. He has like mittens on too, like little kid yeah, mittens and stuff. He but, does. Uh, I can't even shoot my crossbow with this. Uh, <laughs> I just killed a man, yeah. Mama. Um, but uh, man, have, do we ever learn where Rickert comes from? Like, I'm assuming like his fucking parents got like murdered or something like that. But he did he ever say like I, not yet? My parents I think were killed we, by bandits and Griffith found me or something like that. Or with both Pippin and Ricker, there's not yeah. as much. There's uh, I suspect that a bit later, yeah. like after a big event, yeah, perhaps. Well, happens. Pippin was like uh, he was doing stunt work for The Rock in the prequel to <laughs> Moana, and then he was finished, and then he had you know he came over to Europe and uh yeah here we yeah. are but um but, yeah. but he lost uh, his voice like ariel yeah so, yeah 
Uh, but yeah, he says it's a man's decision. Hush and let him go. And Corcus, he, he literally just showed up <laughs> yes. to either, which by the way, I think Corcus showed up also because not because he respects guts, but because he respects the other people and they're telling him, Hey, you should be here. Yeah. yeah. And then he's like, well, fuck it. Come I'll on. Guts is your friend of me. Yeah. But also I want to just get one last lick in there Yeah, uh, and say, by the way, I was pointing my my fucking gun yeah. at your head yeah. during the battles. Yeah. There was a, there was a couple times I almost fucking killed you. Yeah, you know? like, that's yeah. crazy. <laughs> and then and then Judo's just like moron. Like <laughs> yeah, exactly. Yeah. <laughs> oh jeez. Um. Yeah. And and but he does get uh, a pretty pretty beefy queefy line here where it's like it zooms in on him and he's like, "You can never become Griffith." Like because now and now he's revealing what guts told it wasn't like guts is hiding it i mean he was hiding it but he's not like trying to lie about it but now griffith knows kind of not not that it really matters to griffith but it's like everyone is shocked including griffith when he hears corcus say because now he's like wait what like fucking now it just seems like guts is being ambitious too and saying ah fuck all this i want my own you know whatever and so um i really like when when it is showing griffith being shocked it's right here Mm -hmm. uh it almost looks like the way the trees are drawn. It's like two black feathery crow wings are over him, like like subsuming his world. And like, even though it's just the fir trees above him, but they look very ominous and very feathery and furry to me or like or like beast fur or something. And to me, it's almost like it's like guts encroaching in his beautiful, white, perfect, shining future or something. Right. And uh, and I could be reading yeah. into just the art like that, but it's a very dark looking scene. If it was just a white background, it'd be fine. He'd look shocked or whatever, but we don't really see the fir trees drawn like that around where it looks like fucking feathers or hair or something, you know, like swan. Yeah, yeah, exactly. Um, and, uh, and so then it Cor- Corcus a, threatens to kill him in the future. He says, yeah, he says, if yeah. I ever see you on a battlefield and you're not one of the he Hawks, not now, care anymore. I'll fucking kill you. Like watch your back. And then, and Gus just says, thanks for everything and walks away. Yeah. Bye for now. Um, but, uh, <laughs> and guts. Oh, this is brutal. He passes Casca. He fucking loves her so much. Uh, no, but he he hears Judo's words echoing in his head, and he's like, "Is he gonna make that game time decision to like at the very least say bye to her or come with me or something?" And he just fucking passes her by, and uh, it's the fucking uh, uh, the fucking knife in the heart meme or whatever. It's like, oh, yeah. sorry, I don't like Harry Potter. So it's you know whatever but uh but uh then we see just then we see a single yes, blade his shitty sabery blade uh in the foreground of the scene and griffith says with his hawkeyes now who will not those hawkeyes will not leave until the next chapter's over he says i thought i told you then that you belong to me and guts is like why do i hear boss music oh shit bro <laughs> and so like we we read a lot of pages here but if i would have if, if we would have ended like that chapter that would have been just dumb like it would have been an arbitrary cliffhanger it's like we got to finish out this arc right like i like that we're doing the the chapter that is truly celebrating the victory and then guts leaving right that's kind of the two those are the big beats um so he says, he's like, hey, he's like, hey, you're going to, you joined by the sword, the strength of your sword, and you're going to leave the same way. And he's like, just like that first time. So this is where we get the kind of semi wonky art, but a cool uh, uh, shot where they're, they're on this snowy hill overlooking, um, what is it, fucking Midland, you know, not Midland, but the, the, 
Wyndham, sorry, the city of Wyndham and the castle and everything. Uh, and the background looks great. The, again, the human art could be better. Um, uh, Griffith is in uh, what the Germans call the Guard of the Fool. So he just has his point kind of down at the ground in front of him. And Guts is in kind of a crown guard, a crown guard out in front of his yes. face. And Fool not meaning like a someone who is stupid, but uh, rather just that it is low to the ground and tricky and yeah. couldn't possibly because you know, it's like hey look time. i don't have my point pointed at you right you're now. you're a fool if you uh underestimate the fool yes yeah. um also and- also griffith before this says i won you with this oh yes to a sword your fight and your death i hold both yes um, rest yourself away by your sword yes and um and Casca jumps in the middle uh to try and stop them she's like come on you guys are friends we're Eiffel all Tower. part of the same thing <laughs> <laughs> Uh, what our, our buddy Bill would always say, oh, harmonica style blowjobs. Um, but, uh, and then airtight for a, a spit roasted woman. So, um, I love that I explained a euphemism with another euphemism, like uh, air, airtight from a spit, a spit roasted woman. But, uh, um, yeah, she jumps in the middle and Griffith fucking, he like fucking like whips his sword at her or something he goes and, and basically saying like like Casca I'm not fucking around without saying anything also his his art is yeah. so different like yeah. he, he has way more lines in his hair which yeah, is yeah. significant and also his face is just oh my gosh there's motion his his eye his actual eyeballs are like obviously in the hawk shape but his pupils are showing this like crazed version yes we have not seen this even when he's on the battlefield even when he's shocked this is the first time we're seeing this he's because he's hurt now he's hurt and enraged by that he's in panic mode too yes and guts and you can tell the next thing it's got that shadow like over his face don't get in our way like he realizes how serious this is yeah and so. yeah, but but again, now it's it's the role reversal. Griffith has the battle rage, and Guts is the calm, cool, collected one who isn't scared of what's ahead. Right? Like he he understands the gravity of it, but he's like he's just saying like Casca, you got to get out of our way. Like calmly saying it, not like hey, you dumb broad, get fuck off, or you know whatever. You're gonna it get yourself killed. Way. And yeah. um and so Judo explains, he's like Casca, you know that this is the way mercenaries do things, right? Like he's like. You got to fuck like he's it's it's some fucking thing where he's like you fucking paid your way in. You got to whatever he says. Right. It's this you know, mercenaries fucking um, code. And and this is when Judo says like, God, she's changing. And I wonder if she knows how she's changing. Right. Yeah. And also a very cool like wallpaper there with the the Griffith half Griffith half like. Uh, yes. Mr. That's a Falcon. Yeah in the hands of the egg plus the Casca yeah. shot. Cause like, he, cause what? he he says, man months ago or whatever before, you know, not, I mean, I'm adding this, but before that time with guts under the tree, um, she was, she literally worshiped Griffith. Was it worship, worshiped his sword or something like that? His sword um, was gospel. Yes. Yeah. His sword was gospel, which is a really cool line too, but that's like a poster worthy piece of art yeah, too. Breaking, if you want to so, be a creep. It's so small too. too. Like yeah. why did he not yes. blow this up? Like this yeah. is a great shot. Uh, yeah. Instead it focuses on them too, which is really good art. The the close ups are really are getting a lot more sophisticated by Miura as the series. It makes sense makes sense. But like it really looks like a mid nineties, a high quality mid nineties anime now. Yes. But better because there's even more detail too. So Yeah. And also the classic guts cradle pose with his sword. Yeah, right? yeah. Oh yeah. That's true. With her and own then sword. Literally yeah. breaking out of her shell. Yeah. Like all that stuff. Um so yeah. uh and 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 so now 
Now we get, uh, oh, sorry, a little foreshadowing by Corcus here, too. <laughs> Maybe losing an arm will fucking wake his ass up. <laughs> and we know from the Black Swords Mark, he does have a missing arm. Yes. But um, Judo, and now everyone, basically, this is, this is a whole series of like, whoa, Guts has gotten a lot stronger in the last years. Can he beat Grim? It's, it's like a very, this becomes like, it doesn't betray the seriousness of this. This becomes very anime now, where it's like, I mean, in the last three years, he's put himself in the most danger of any of us and survived. And then and Judo says, you could say his is a sword of carnage, <laughs> which I'm like, <laughs> that's a stupid fucking line. Like, take that out of there, Mira. Like, what are you doing? Like, yeah, it's um, it's probably better translated in Japanese. Yes, of it's course, probably yeah. like some play on like words or something. Right. right? Like, I, I think it would be better if it was like because it would say the same thing where it's like, hey, like like Griffith is so refined and so manipulative and such an in, like a genius but Gore, uh, oh my God, <laughs> Gord, Guts is like, is like, but Guts, he's like, he's, he is pe- like carnage incarnate, right? He, yeah. he just wants he's to incarnate. Win. Yeah. yeah. <laughs> um, but anyway, so also, uh, and, and then it ends with the, their strength is easily matched, you know? And it's like, it's, we get the fucking like, uh, uh, smash brothers, like versus, I think it's the next page. Where he's like, the strength is evenly matter the one before. Yeah, it's like when yeah. they're like, you know, guts versus three, two, um, one. But, and also, uh, speaking of Smash Bros, yeah. uh, in, the inspiration heavily, heavily. Inspirado, for the character, as Steve says. For the character Ike from Fire Emblem oh, in yeah, Smash yeah. Brothers. A lot of people are on Oh, that, yeah. I fucking never made that guts. connection. Yeah, it makes Look at sense. this specific sword and you will look at Ike's sword very differently yeah. because it is the same yeah, yeah. sword. Not only is it a great sword, the two-handed version. Yeah. Not only does Ike's up B do a like essentially a plunging uh spinning attack yes. where, where he throws the sword up which yeah, is very yeah. cool uh, which is very classic fire emblem yeah but specifically it also just happens to be the thing that guts will do right, in right. certain scenes uh he's got a cape uh he's got the same hairstyle the only the only he's difference is that he has a headband yeah yeah and that's like, that's quite literally it like <laughs> and guts would never stoop so gay as a headband. Yeah, and, and, and interestingly <laughs> there's like the two versions you can switch between Stoop's and smash okay. of of <laughs> of oh, sorry of, of the essentially the younger ike and the more grizzled ike and the grizzled ike mm. it's fucking muscly and looks uh, just like guts it's it's crazy. that's great i never made that connection but yeah. ike was one of my like two or three mains in he's so smash fun. brothers he, i love uh, him the, yeah. the the Wii U version, which then because you know is now the ultimate version or whatever. The fact that he's fast, like yeah, guts, yeah. but really heavy yes. hitting, right? That's it's the same idea. Um, blah 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 blah. Ah, and, uh, the, and the reason why they're hyping this fight up so much and talking so much is because it's gonna be finished in right. a single strike. Right, exactly. So they have to have a little talking, have right. a little. They gotta build know, it up monologue. a little bit. Yeah. And, um, they, and then the opening to the next chapter is just like that. Their faces are like diagonally adjacent, just like staring at each other as yeah. they're also staring yes. at each other from the yeah. thing. It's just this oh, crazy and, and, moment. And this, it's funny because earlier Griffith, when he's talking to the queen on the balcony, when she's about to die, he says, Hey, there are no spectators on the battlefield. <laughs> like you're fucking in it or you're not, you're either there or you're not. Right. Yes. And, and like, and, but now it's kind of funny because this is a duel. So not technically a battlefield, but it's funny that now it's like the fucking peanut gallery out here with everyone talking about it. Not that I didn't like it, but it's just funny how it's like, it almost gets to that cliche speed racer. Um, you know, like style of anime where it's the, Oh my God, he's been training for months and da, 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 and this and that and whatever. But it totally is what you're saying. I'm not complaining. It's just kind of funny where, it's uh because the 
because the berserk breaks its own genre boundaries so much, it's then interesting. Sometimes it's really effective too, but it's interesting when then it just falls back to like the goofy faces, right? When Guts has a goofy face, yeah. Uh, when he's trying to grab the gold, right? And he's like, "Oh, hell of a waste," or stuff like that, yeah. you know. But and, um, and in that, the, these uh, these times where you know, first it's Guts, then it's Griffith talking yeah. to in their in their head. Uh, there's a little shadow of a quick sword report thing on that. There's a shadow of previous Guts and previous Griffith fighting. The three years ago that day was like this one. Oh yeah. In that panel, uh, very honestly, good stuff w- from both of them. Uh, because it shows, first of all, Guts, you know, essentially probably finishing a, just a an overhead strike yeah. and having his foot above the ground as if he's going still further in, right, which right. is great. He's completing a step when he's finished his cut. Griffith, with yeah. the smaller, lighter sword, has to respect that yeah. by binding with it, essentially yeah. meeting his sword. But then he knows that he cannot match the strength right. by holding it and just like Star Warsing it up. Like, right, right, right. Ah, you were the chosen one. Like, yeah. no, he can't do that. So he's stepping likely to the side mm-hmm. uh not i'm gonna assume he's not stepping back because that would be stupid uh i think it's just the hill the way the hill looks that that it's like that yeah but he's running past the point of the sword so he's stepping not to the danger. side and in as his back foot kind of shows right to try and close the distance which is where he his strong suit happens to be he's past yeah. the edge the, the tip of the sword which is the danger zone so oh, yeah. the uh, tip is both... always the danger zone. <laughs> <laughs> it could go off at any moment it's where the sperm comes out Wow. <laughs> In case you didn't get that uh, from the previous comment. Yeah. But yeah, so a little, little sword of board stuff. Also, we get some really cool close-ups of uh, Guts's uh, cross guard yeah. and his, um, you know, the handle, all that stuff. Yeah. Uh, it's a lot more detail than I, I thought had. Because I, I, like before I said, it looked like two screws just punched into the thing. But yeah, yeah. it's a little bit more ornate. It has some kind of, I think, leather that's just like, tacked onto uh the flat on both mm-hmm. sides or something which yeah it's... this is this is a very heightened version of a pretty common thing which uh moderns call that the rain guard which is really dumb as if oh to like protect it from hey when it's in its sheath yeah. it's gonna like rain it's like but they made it so that it was well sealed and that didn't happen plus they oiled their sword so it's not gonna get rusty sitting in their sheath for a fucking while their scabbard but the sheath would um, have like oil too, right? Right. But, yeah. But so. uh, but like, there's a theory that because you're thumbing the blade, the th- you're thumbing the flat a lot. That mm-hmm. some people would have that on there because they liked that it's it gave them a little extra grip on the blade oh, okay. too. Yeah. That's like true. if they were sweaty, it wouldn't slide around as much. But we don't have any actual confirmation because there's been no historical text saying, of course, this little leather patch on this one sword out of eight billion swords was this. You know. Yeah. But, but swords, swords, and armor were so personal. Yeah. Uh, unless you're just some random knights right. and berserk but, uh, when, you, when you go to a treasure chest yeah. and you find armor that perfectly fits you somehow and you equip yeah. it and everything's hunky-dory you put it on yourself too and everything's hunky-dory but yes. uh guts is feeling calm and uh but he is like he sees that griffith is stressed and and he's actually surprised that he's calm right and, but he's like he's like hey I guess at least that means I'm worth spilling blood over like to Griffith. Like he's like, he's like, he still Very cares about me. Yeah. To, to say. And so, you know, Casca contemplates how strong they are. Um, I'm sure Griffith can stop him. Yes. And it's like, wait, like th- then she realizes like, wait, why the fuck am I saying that? Griffith yes. can, he can do it. Uh, wait, what yeah. the fuck? I actually, think- she's literally like having cognitive dissonance actively in this moment. Cause she's like, wait, but do I just want guts to stay? Is that like what I'm actually wishing for kind of thing? Yeah. You know? So it's it, like before she was thinking like, I don't want him to leave because right. Hey, you know, we've blah, blah, blah. Like yeah. we're, we're good now. We're, we're homies, but wait, I actually want him to stay. Right. Like essentially implying like for me. Right. Right. 
instead of just for, for my him. own reasons. Right. Like, I don't want him to leave the group objectively. No, no, no. I want him to stay. Right. For, um, and then we get Griffith uh, doing the Robert Downey Jones, Sherlock Holmes, uh, you know, thinking ahead uh, in, in the nanoseconds before the fight begins of all the things he could and couldn't do or how the ways it will go. And it's inner monologue and he's trying not to, he doesn't want to kill guts and he's like, but it also shows how arrogant, I mean, he's a good fighter, so it's like fine, but he's also like, it's showing a scene, an imaginary scene where he's like splitting guts, head. He's like, if I do this, I don't know if I can fucking stop myself. Cause I have to go all out and like, whatever. And meanwhile, the, uh, uh, the fight is about to start. And it's funny. Cause it's like a misdirect. He goes, even then, if I can't have him and then you turn the page and you think he's going to say, then no one can, but it says, yeah. I don't care. And then he just rushes yeah. forward. Just if a, I can't have him, I don't thing, care. Right? Like, <laughs> and also that the sword report again, like there's a lot of stuff this chapter, yeah. but he's saying if the instant our swords meet, the pressure from his alters the arc of mine, even yes. just a little, yeah. I might really kill him. Right. That's something like we like in Arma have to be very aware of as training partners yeah. is like, Hey, when I do my full force swing with this blunted, but still very lethal and heavy yeah, metal sword, weapon, yeah. right. I need to be aware that like my opponent, if they fuck up, yeah. like I need to be prepared for that. If, if right. they, you know, bring the sword up into my, like yes. their face, Which happens you know, a lot like with that happens a lot with thrusts. It <laughs> yeah. happens, you know, in, in cuts as well. That can bounce, yeah. uh, you know, lots of different things like that. It's, it's scary stuff. So yes. like you have to be aware of this kind of thing. Right. And Griffith is treating it kind of like a training partner at first and then yeah. just like nah fuck because he does care. it he wants to win guts back again yes. and then still have him be put him in his place his say, hey, tool right i'm still yours or you're still mine right, right. yeah you're still my tool yes what uh he, you're not he, homo are you <laughs> yeah. and and it also surprises everyone watching how quickly he rushes into the duel um like they're shocked like oh griffith doesn't seem like he's planning things as well <laughs> as usual yes and literally he's frantic they bind and for a second griffith's like good good he's like stoked that he like made a bind and his plans going and then guts just fucking cuts through his sword the fucking top half of it snaps off flies away and he perfectly places the edge of his giant sword on griffith's shoulder as the snow just just away (laughs) in this kind of like wow i just stopped it right there not even injuring yes either and griffith is holding his jerk off hand realizing that he's gonna he's he's gonna have to lay off his own sausage for a while because he's holding his wrist i'm sure it hurt to get that whole thing uh cut in half and the rarest of the rare panels right after that one one of griffith lower yes yeah exactly guts turned away as if like you're not worth my time i know he's not thinking that but it's like you never see them in that kind of reversed context Guts, guts has ascended and now, as we'll see pretty soon, Griffith will be all the more desperate to level himself up again, so he never feels this like weakness again, right? So, mm-hmm. uh, but fuck, man. Uh, oh, and also too, um, Griffith is broken in shock here, right? He's on the ground, his knees. He's holding his fucking jerk off hand, and maybe even realizing too, like, holy shit, the last three years, because he says it, he's like, guts has fucking earned his increased power, right? Yes. I have been just manipulating everyone the same way I always have done. I haven't been fighting guy after guy to train and get better or whatever. I've maybe he's realizing like, Oh, I manipulated 
you know, or stole my power. Guts earned it through fucking blood, sweat and tears. Right. And so it's yeah. like the famous, the infamous home improvement episode where uh, Mr. Tim Allen has been building his car from scratch for many seasons. And Bob Vila, the real uh, home improvement guy that was on TV at the time, he's like always Tim's rival because he has a really popular show. And Tim has like a local cable show or whatever. And Bob Vila wants to race Tim, but it's like literally like a day after he finished, he's going to finish, put the last thing on his car to make it run it like workable. Yeah. And Tim knows he, he, he accepts the race, but he knows that if he pushes the engine to the red line, when it's brand new, he might blow the whole engine and he loves this car so much. So he fucking slows down at the end and he lets Bob Vila win. Mm. And he says, he's like, Hey, I built my car for the last five years. Bob Vila bought his car, right? And but it's the same. So every I know everyone out there was thinking that reading this. Oh yeah, <laughs> they were just thinking home improvement <laughs> and that infamous scene with the with Tim's blue roadster and Bob Vila's bright yellow roadster. But yes, um, <laughs> I don't know. I fucking remember that deep episode cuts, of Home Improvement. Cuts. Whenever I think Home Improvement, I'm like, oh, the episode where he raced Bob. Vila. <laughs> but uh, I think of Berserk as well. And, and Guts just says, "Take care." <laughs> and walks away because yeah. earlier oh. too he was like oh we have to fight we can't just say take care and be on your yeah. way right? oh yeah that's good yeah. I, I didn't realize <laughs> now i'm gonna take back. care yeah. and be on my way <laughs> yeah. take care all right um but very, uh very cool live reaction by casca yes uh so she she kind of all right guys we got casca's live reacts here <laughs> yep <laughs> uh smash wow. that like button poggers um yeah, <laughs> yeah. Uh, okay but but she's like half-heartedly she's like griffith and then yeah. she pulls her hand away yeah yeah and then turns hesitates and says guts yes. as loud as she can fucking yeah belt. she says it quiet and then she says it really loud and it's she, like that that complete turn before yeah. and even in the even in the the, the ballroom scene mm-hmm. she's just rushing to his side like griffith griffith yeah. just yelling it and now she's 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 changed sides yes. she had a change of heart as yeah. they say in Yu-Gi-Oh. <laughs> only in Yu-Gi-Oh. Yes. Uh, well, the uh, card specifically. Right, yes. right, right. Well, I don't even play, but anyway. Did, in Yu-Gi-Oh, <laughs> did they have uh, the uh, a Tim Allen card with his car? <laughs> well, they there? had the car, him and the card separate. <laughs> right. It's like Exodia when you right. get them both together. <laughs> I'm playing Custom Roadster. Yes. And you play it in attack mode. Uh, yeah. uh-huh. <laughs> uh, anyway, uh, so uh, he keeps going, obviously. He keeps on walking. Rickert and Corcus just cannot accept this because they're Corcus is like, holy shit. He beat Griffith. Like Griffith yeah. has finally been beaten. Ain't no way. And the chapter ends with fucking like a, with first off with this beautiful shot of his footsteps, his empty snow footsteps under an entire sky filled with Casca. Yes. Like, and like, like seemingly nude or whatever, but it's not supposed to be titillating, but it's just like, it's almost as if, his entire world now on this journey is filled with thoughts of Casca, right? Yes. And he will be thinking about her because because now he's kind of like it's kind of implying like that he now is starting to realize she is a huge part of his motivation to get to be a better man, right? Yeah. Also, uh, for those who I, I know, neither of you have read uh, Vagabond, but mm-hmm. for anyone who's read Vagabond or at least the beginning, Vagabond of with chapters, a V, right? Uh, yes. Okay. <laughs> 
I'll just leave it at that. (laughs) (laughs) I'm going to let that one slide on by. Um, But for those of you who have read like a few chapters of Vagabond, um, the main character kind of realizes after a lot of trials that like, oh, like this, this hardcore samurai dude, he actually does really care about this girl that has been kind of with him for a long time in a very Mm. similar fashion to like Guts and Casca. Yeah. And he realized, like, I want to go out and uh, and journey, and th- they call it the way of the sword mm-hmm. because it's very, you know, samurai. Shit. Yeah, Bushido. Um, but but like, he, he, I need to go out and find my own way of the sword so that I can be worthy and to be able to come back to her, satisfying myself um, as well as like what she dreams of. Right. Um, and so you know, it's a very you know, he's going on the warrior's journey right yeah, now. Yeah, yeah. But this this next monologue is just. Oh yeah. It's it's oh. like the berserk monologue. Yes. This is this, besides the one where it's like the hunk of heavy iron, it was too big to be called a sword. Right. Besides that one <laughs> delivered just like that. <laughs> this motherfucker had a hunk of heavy iron too big to be called a sword. But go- by golly, he could swing. I'll it. give 200 for yeah. it. Uh, <laughs> uh but it's it, it's all right. It's like stumbling on a rock oh. on the roadside. It's petty. It's a small thing. The place you want to go is more distant, farther off. So it's all right. You'll stand up. Right. And you'll start walking soon. So who? So here, let me ask you this. Uh, I'm gonna say, let me ask you this unprompted. I'm about to prompt you. <laughs> so Steve, who did you get? Who is talking? And who is talking? Who is? Who are they referring to in saying this? If that question uh, is it, guts talking to himself. So you could you could say that, right? So Ryan, who did you think it was? Uh, I I think of it, of course, as just guts's motto but mm-hmm. you can think of it as you know griffith talking as well right but, but i because again I, you're just a piece of trash on the road and well here's wasn't that here's the, here's the third yeah he's uh you're um a cobblestone on the path right and he's like i have many cobblestones on the way now what i interpret it as is equally talking to himself but actually guts is actually mentally talking to griffith he's like it's okay man you're going to fucking stand up. This is just one little stumble in the road. Yeah. And, like he's being a friend because he feels terrible for doing this to him, but he yeah. knows he has to go on his journey. So it's like, even in this last second when he's leaving, he's like, you'll be fine. You're going to fucking get up. And this is just a little rock you had to kick away. And you're just going to keep going towards your dream. Right. But it's We're, also the mantra of the struggler. Right. right? It is. Like, yeah. Yeah. The, yeah. He, he could be talking about quite literally anything that guts has gone through in yeah. his life. Yeah. About yeah. Himself. He could be talking about just in the plain sense of like Griffith. Hey, you're yeah. going to be okay. I care about you. Right. You know, you're going to be okay. But to all those, you know, out there, this is the moment. All right. Right. And that, and that's why it's so good because it could be, it, it could be just as meaningful in different ways, depending on the perspective you think it's from. Right. And so, mm-hmm. which, which then makes it greater than the sum of its parts anyway. Right. So, yes. um, and then what's the la- the very last part? Uh, oh, and he says, and you'll start soon. walking soon. So, yeah. um, <laughs> I forgot my note after that. I just wrote fuck at the end. <laughs> yeah. Um, but, uh, I was yeah. really hoping in that snowstorm that, uh, the, <laughs> the homeless guy from Polar Express would show up. Yeah. <laughs> I really love that guy. Now you I, got, I can't, I can't you got that fancy enough. little sword, son. I don't know <laughs> if it's going to stand up to the pressure of his big sword. If you could even call it a sword, it's more like a heap of raw iron or something. Cor- Corcus you know? walks up. I'm looking for a girl, <laughs> <Yeah>. a girl. <laughs> <laughs> that's funny because aren't we all Corcus very much looks yeah. like facial structure wise tom hanks yeah, hobo of. character yeah Just, um, uh, slap a little english hat on him uh and then yeah the next chapter we see is about to start is a nude sad depressed emo griffith so 
Um, but uh, yes. it's been a long time. We don't have to rush, but it's been a long time. What was everyone's favorite line? Let's start with you, Steven. Uh, I'll just reference a, a quick one here. Just the take care. It's the Griff. Or yeah, that's good. It's it's the Berserk, you know, moving oh, on. The Griffith of Berserk. <laughs> <laughs> yes. Uh, but just that flex of like, no, I'm still your friend. I wish, you know, I didn't kill you. Well, not that I wish I didn't kill you, but I just wish we didn't have to do this, but <laughs> didn't kill you. It's like the, about the Holy Grail. I'm not quite dead yet. Yeah. <laughs> no, I'm sorry I killed you. Okay. Take care. Yeah, <laughs> but just going back to the way he wanted to leave it originally was just take care. Goodbye. That's great. Right. No, like when you pointed that out, I didn't even like understand those bookends that's really great yeah uh ryan's crying okay well okay so i i would uh <laughs> i don't know what i'm saying that too, but anyway uh I, besides just the last monologue being killer uh i really liked i just uh, an under appreciated line perhaps was when griffith was talking to foss mm. and saying at that instant your eyes betrayed your fear mm. uh in a very cool kind of demonic uh pose of griffith just showing his eyes and yeah. this kind of shadow uh where there's like essentially like fire like radiating from him yeah uh, i thought it was a really cool like panel but also just your eyes betraying your fear and just the focus on of course griffith's eyes yeah um and you know just i don't know i really like the focus on how eyes are uh, portrayed yeah um you know the guts losing one later and then even in the following one it's it, it further exaggerated it like where griffith is just completely shadow black and then his oh, eyes yes. are beaming yeah, yeah. like an apostle yeah uh <laughs> like holy shit um so i don't know if it was the best line in all of these chapters but it was one of my favorites yeah uh because the best ones i mean holy shit the last, I mean, the last yeah, monologue is insane it's very tough to pick a specific line like um, judo like any anything judo says yeah uh you know regarding the changes happening casca realizing stuff right. like all this shit is good yeah it's, it's just fucking good i don't want to cheat i'm i'm torn between two of them but like i like I'm going to have to, I, I want to go with the, you mean you don't have something like that, that he says to Corcus. Cause I Ooh, saw that as a very yeah. somber, like again, like an Android being like, wait, you do not have a dream that you are, you know, like, like he, like it's guts almost learning to be, I think he's being sincere. I don't think he's being a yes, dick to no, Corcus. I, I, right. I so, but I think that, uh, I mean, I just cheated cause I got to talk about that one. But, um, but he, when, when guts says like, I only know how to swing a sword, right? Like Corcus is talking mad shit on him right he takes it in stride yeah and yeah. he's just but he 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 admits he's like that's that's all i know how to fucking do and it just it hit home for me just because when when i was young and kind of cloistering myself in my room by the time i was you know early you know kind of post puberty like 12 13 whatever and just got depressed and cloistered myself and had no one to share my interest that is when my dream of like one day learning how to fight like all of these characters that I was obsessed with from movies, video games, comics, whatever. Right. And a sword to me represented like it did literally for like, you know, a, a sword was a free man's weapon, right? If you, if you could arm yourself in a society, you could then protect your property, protect your family, like whatever. Right. Mm. Peasants were not allowed to have, or couldn't afford swords where they were, there was when there was no middle class, right. Medieval times and stuff like dark ages shit. Yeah. And and aside from the whole socio-economic political thing, but it was more what it represented in terms of a symbol of strength, which I felt like I had none of. I felt like I had no skill, no strength, no anything. 
And I was doing some of that, like in the shadow of that with all of these Asian martial arts that I took. Cause that's all there really was at the time. And I also knew back then, but I don't want to be like a fucking person that dress ups like an elf and says, you know, firebolt and throws a fucking nerf ball at somebody too. I don't want to be a LARP or whatever. Nothing wrong with that. But I, so I was now torn between like the thing that I probably think would make me feel the most real and the most like myself, I will never be able to do because I live in a modern world and then cut to 25 years later, whatever. And it's the fucking most favorite thing that I do. I've, it makes me a better yeah. person. It makes it, it is part of what helped me leave my toxic ex. The other part of that was when she stopped liking Steve, who's one of the most likable guys ever. <laughs> and I, I realized she was crazy then that was like kind of the you know second straw that broke the camel's back. But like, um, it has, it, it has become my, my thing where other people have their thing that makes, that kind of makes them feel, it makes them feel good no matter how bad they're feeling. Right. And so even, even yes. within itself, that is what I've always connected with guts about. And then knowing that guts is not a real person, but, uh, but created by a guy named Kentaro Miura and wondering, and that helped me to realize, Oh, there's somebody else in the world who at least, or at least an aspect of him feels like guts. There's something that he, that's his sword that makes him feel safe. That makes him feel like that's the real version, like his higher self or something. Right. And so that's a very, and again, all the stuff with my dad and everything, it was just very, it hit home a lot, even though Guts has said that a billion fucking times, but it's just the power of, of, you know, whatever literature, media, what have you, it can connect with you and so with different people in so many ways, depending on what's going on, uh, in their life. So, hmm. um, Sword Report we did a lot of. I think we can probably skip that unless you had yes. something else to add. Um, <laughs> That's good. And Griffith, Griffith Observatory. So what did we observe Griffith doing wrong or right in yes. this chapter? Uh, I'll go first. Um, so I honestly, no, <laughs> I honestly think Griffith needed to do his makeup a little bit more consistently because <laughs> If you notice, his lips are varying sizes. He's putting a little, you know, <laughs> I don't know who else was uh, hyper focusing yeah. on that. But for all you who were. He needs right? to get his Revlon power plumper out there more yes. often in the snow, especially when everything's going to shrink a little bit from the cold. Point of reference. Uh, we have Casca <laughs> embracing him after she realizes he's alive in the in the, uh, the mm. whatever the bar is. Yeah. And holy shit, those things are massive. And yes. then yeah. you cut to like later when he's being all aggressive with Foss. Nah. <laughs> yeah. Okay. He needs, he needs to find a, you know, watch some videos. I don't know. Yes. Something. I haven't even watched videos and I know he's got it. Mm. So uh, that's one thing. But something that he did right. Holy shit. The wind tousled hair. <laughs> mm -hmm. That shit is crazy. Yeah. I love that scene. I, you use very few times that you see Griffith with actual definition. Yeah. Because he's just this ethereal person. Right. Uh, and <laughs> that was crazy cool. So I, I love that. Griffith um, is the is the king of the uh, just got out of bed look of making that work, you know, the kind of wavy tousled hair all the time. So it's yeah. the perfect cut. So he doesn't have to do much. Yeah, that's true. <laughs> it all starts with the cut and, uh, and it yeah. ends with the nut. Yeah. Wait, <laughs> oh, what? at some of the, some of those barbershops, you know, <laughs> what? Uh, <laughs> what uh, Steve, go ahead. Uh, yeah, no, I mean, I think there's a lot happening here. Right. But, um, I don't know. He's got to let, he's just got to let Mr. Berserk go. You know, he can't have that ego. <laughs> yeah. Because uh, he's been winning so much. 
and uh yes win yeah, less just, man. win less <laughs> his yeah his <laughs> arrogance finally came back in the butt to bite him right and uh and also like i saw i let me see well my joke one was gonna be same thing as ryan's lips but with his nose oh his nose is very inconsistently drawn but there are many times where i think it's purposeful like especially when whenever he has hawkeyes his nose gets pointier and his face gets more angular which i think is kind of that's his fucking um what was the stupid that his that's his like anamorphs middle stage where he's <laughs> like you know he's slowly morphing into a hawk or whatever it is but uh, <laughs> someone need, you know what someone fucking needs to edit that yeah <laughs> make the, the uh, transition oh, but uh uh, and and ber- uh, berserk guts is just turns into like a puppy or something, <laughs> a puppy with one eye. Yeah. But uh, uh, no. But but to your point, Steve. Yeah, it's hard to to pass up just the his arrogance running out, and it also this reminds me. This whole arc reminds me of, um, meaning the morning departure, right when guts leaves, of the episode of Breaking Bad called I think it's just called the Fly or Fly. Yeah, yeah, kind of a bottle episode where it's like, yes, it's in the whole time when he's they're working for Gus. That episode gave me anxiety, I think, and it's it's supposed to, yeah, because yeah. Right, the whole right, point right. is that it's a little episode saying, hey, no matter what, human being, you literally can never ever control every single aspect of everything you do. Yep. You cannot control everything. An element of chaos can always come in in the form of a little fly. Or a fucking, you know, the tiniest micro crack in a scuba tank or something. You know what I mean? Like, um, yeah. But yeah, it, it was very much like that where it's like, like even me as the reader, I, I didn't forget. But you do kind of forget like, wow, all of these plans hinge on Guts staying with on everyone being loyal, especially Guts. Yeah. And it's like taking away Griffith's sword, like literally, right? Like, and, and uh, I mean, Corcus is like, hey, fuck you. We we were big and, you know, powerful, but it's like, yeah, but guts help you guys get to the next, like, the next 10 levels after yes. this, you know? So, yeah. Kill the 100 Guys is yeah. the this insane general that just Griffith is able to rely on to do right. crazy shit. Yeah. Um, also, uh, just as a side note, I think Griffith hadn't even thought, hadn't even entertained the idea of guts ever leaving. Right. And so he, like when he realizes oh shit this is for real like i he's like oh i have to fucking process this now when i never thought this was a possibility right like, yeah, yeah. You know, when pigs fucking fly right like, right right so you know he's he's panicking which is why he's just he rushes in he doesn't plan he doesn't fucking know yeah. what's happening uh and in the next following chapters i mean it's it's gonna show how badly this is affecting him yeah um, it's it's but, like having yeah. a dog that you that you love and you had it from a puppy or something and, and then you realize it's after, a dragon after <laughs> Sorry, go ahead. Um, and i go hey how do i train this dragon and, and some guy goes, hey there's a few movies i want you to see okay yeah but, but uh, with a scottish accent right. yeah. uh there's a few films i want you to see <laughs> uh how to train the dragon no those movies so i'm talking about porno mate no uh yeah your deck out no uh it's like your dog just up and going okay, hey, you've loved me and fed me. I've been nothing but happy here. I'm going to run away and leave today. Like, sorry. You know, and you're just like, what? Like, you just could not conceive of that, right? He thought, he, even though he owned him, he assumed that Guts was loyal to a yeah. fault, right? And would just never leave. So, um, who does Rickert need to slap the most this chapter? Who annoyed everyone the most? Steve, what are you feeling? I mean, it's Griffith, right? Again, just not letting him leave. It's like, just let him go. Let him go. 
I mean, I, the obligatory corcus because corcus. Right. Uh, yeah. Definitely. Uh, well, hmm. he's he's yapping for no reason. Like yeah. the, the thing is, obviously, he's supposed to represent the devil's advocate. Yeah. The commoner's approach. When they talked about how he was the leader of a thieves guild, this makes a lot more sense. I wish he would have been introduced yeah. to us like that. So, we, we, I mean, we probably still would have hated him. And disliked him the, yeah. the whole way as well. But like it would have given him a little bit more of like, okay, I mean, I guess he has like harsher shit going on in his life. Right. But I guess honestly, we should have expected that from all of the members of the band of the hawk, because they're yeah, all yeah. ragtag. They're all from, you know, freaking Moana. Like they, <laughs> you know, they're from everywhere, right? Yeah. Like they they didn't have this like kind of royal noble. We we're blessed with people like Judo and people like right. Rickert who are like, you know, kindly and nice, but yeah. Most of them are probably just shitters who happen to be, you know, nice enough to look up to Griffith and respect right. that, right? So anyway, you say shitters? Yeah, shitters. <laughs> I call some people shitters, uh, and some people fuckers. Okay, they, there's uh, there's there's a little difference, uh, like in certain expressions, yeah. like, like facial expressions. Like there's a there's a facial expression when Judo's like, "So what about Casca?" Oh yeah, that's a fucker expression. Mm, all right, mm-hmm. a shitter is Corcus. All right, oh, okay, <laughs> like a shithead. Yes. Kind that, of thing, a yeah. noun, by the way. I'm not saying it as the verb. Yeah, yeah. This person exactly. is a <laughs> yeah. shitter. Right. Yes. They're not shitting right now. Yes. Okay. Yes. Uh, anyway, that's that's for me. Uh, um, I'm gonna go with uh, the queen and her co-conspirators because yeah. they just they uh, it's like you know it, it, there's, it, there's the save the cat moment that they always have to give the hero in the movie to make you go oh this guy's a good guy whatever right but they had like their kill the cat moment where it's like you could not care less that they fucking burned to death up there like and Mira she made a full backstory too and yes. it's like nah. <laughs> Yeah, Mira, Mira just made them fucking mustache twirling evil fucking yeah. villains. So isn't it so great that we're evil? Yeah, and like we're literally, alive yeah, and yeah, literally not? like <laughs> Doctor Evil stuff, you know. But, yeah. um, but yeah, that is. Can you push? Uh, never mind. Uh, that's gonna do it for this uh, lengthy episode, just like a sword chonker of no gods, no glory. Yes, like a like a chubby cat. Uh, thank you for listening. Thank you for subscribing and following us on Spotify, Apple Podcast, wherever you listen. Thanks for those five star ratings and reviews on those services as well uh follow no guts no glory on instagram at no guts no glory pc um check out me and steve's other podcast probing ancient aliens uh check out that podcast feed there are other shows on that feed but look for probing ancient aliens uh we're currently doing probing gaia where we're probing into the gaia networks which is a new age streaming services um consciousness-based content over there uh and then uh, if you like our content check out me and steve's <coughs> patreon for that other podcast patreon.com slash probing ancient aliens we do one uh one extra uh kind of um, off the cuff you know whatever what have you show every month just to to get together and record and then the other one is a ghost adventurous podcast called adventurous ghost where we are going through each episode of everyone's favorite show about ancient astro 30 no that's probing ancient aliens um uh, of Ghost Adventures with the hunky Zach Bagans and crew doing their paranormal investigations that may or may not be fake, real, or a mixture thereof. Uh, other than that, uh, uh, Griffith okay. and me and Ryan and Steve are... Take care. Bye. Bye. Bye.